Man, first off, bro, we like to man thank you for coming on the show, man. Love you know you are like you are a guy, man, and man, we've been around you since the day we walked up in the joint. Day we came in the NBA, man, you always showed us love, and man, every time we see you, man, you the same person, man, and both of us, we really do appreciate that, man, and we appreciate you coming on here, rock with shit, on the rock man, look, knucklehead. Day one. The first question I want to ask you. When you first got to the league, who was the first person to bust your ass? Steph Marbury. Starberry was the first. Hit me with all that, the, the football <laughs> carry move mm-hmm. joint. I mean, and it was in preseason. I'm slated <laughs> to, like, penciled in to be the starter in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we in um, some little city in Jersey. And, you know, you know, preseason, you're in, like, a convention center or I'll, something. I'll, yeah. Right. I'm thinking, okay. I'm get off tonight. Shit, I'm yeah. coming off summer league, averaging forty. It's my first preseason game. <laughs> yeah, and then I looked over there, and Steph was in the lineup. I said, "Hold on, I'm supposed to be going against the backups, backup. <laughs> no, it's preseason, but it's Steph, and in the flesh. And man, look, yeah, he ain't for the first no day two off. quarters, it was on. I think he dropped twenty five and two quarters on me. I had four fouls. Now, why Lenny <laughs> Wilkins left me in the game with three fouls is a mystery, but he let me get my lumps. I didn't start no more games until the spring. Because he just said, young fella, you're not ready. Yeah. He's like, that's that's an NBA point guard right there. Mm. I said, yeah. And I watched every minute of it, too. And he told my ass up. Yo, yo, yo. We live on location. Beautiful Dallas, Texas. And we got the jet on the runway, baby. We came for a special reason to get our partner in crime, man. We go way back like four flats on Cadillacs, man. We got one of the best six mans ever. The man that won championships on every level. He is a champion. And now he about to become a champion pretty soon as a coach, man. You know what I'm saying? He pointed to the youth. The man did it big, an NBA champ. He did a lot of things, man. You gonna get into this. It's Seattle's finest. Jason, the jet. Terry on the runway with the knuckleheads. We live on location, baby. Happy. Presented by Hennessy. I want to talk about, like, man, when we first got to the league, um, used to throw a, a charity game in Atlanta. Yep. And me and Q came out, man, to that game. I have a picture. I have a picture. I think we was at your, at one of the parties doing a thing, and it's a picture of me, you, it's Q, and Shine Mary. I meant to bring right. the picture, but I got it home, but I'm going to send it to you. But I got this picture of us all standing together. I just remember that weekend because, you know, we did the Zoles and, and all that stuff, and that was just one of the memorable weekends, like our welcome to the NBA moment. Right. Let's speak about the, like, uh, that charity you used to always yeah. throw in Atlanta, man. Man, it it was amazing because the charity wouldn't have been possible, the event, without, you know, guys like yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's why they say the NBA is a true brotherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, because we always support each other. Like yeah. you said, we would go to Zoe's game. We'll go to Magic's game. Yeah. I did my game. AI would have a game. Yeah, yeah. That's when the league to me was like That's when it was lit. It was, it was yeah. On. Straight up. It, <laughs> it was on. But we got to enjoy each other through the season. We'll get it in, compete. But in the summer it was like a celebration. And we celebrated each other. And y'all came to Atlanta. I think I did it two years in a row yeah, with the United Negro yeah. College Fund. Yeah. We had fun, but we also did something good for the community. For the community. And um 
Man, I'll never forget it, man. Them, them were some good days man, right we there. We came in that junk, put on the show, too. Oh, yeah. Nah, real talk. I got the VHS, the VHS in my garage, <laughs> and I pop it in from time to time. I, can, I, I always remember I had Nick Van Exel, ISO, OG, Nick the Quick. Yeah. And I was just going into all kind of moves. I don't even do moves. Right. But in a game like that, I had all the moves, went baseline, dunked on. He was like, come on, man. He's like, we're not doing that out here. Bro, the best <laughs> part like, about oh. that picture, he told me, I got the same photo, but like, you know, we're going to date ourselves and age ourselves a little mm -hmm. bit. But like, you know what? No, no, no camera phones and all that. I got the Polaroid. real joint from out of the club in the sleeve of like the little, the little picture yeah, they the put it in. We got, we got the, uh, the 1990s background, the airbrush background yeah, behind yeah. us. Uh, Tritt's got the, the, the two-way, uh, the two-way oh, two <laughs> yeah, two pager yeah. joint tucked uh, on the belt. What is she, you know, we tried to show that with all, all our clothes was big with as hell. With the next tail, with all the next tail burner. <laughs> all, we was all wearing 4X clothes. Headband cocked to the side. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Big boy change, you know, the Ice Age chains right. hanging down to our stomach. Oh, man. All that. Come on, man. Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. Like, you're one of them guys that came out of Seattle extra early. I ain't trying to get on your age and nothing. But, right. like, after you and a few more guys, like, it's been a rush. Crazy. Coming through Seattle. Like, uh, you know, the, the Brandon Royce, the Martell Webster, the Isaiah mm -hmm. Thomases, like, the Jamal Crawfords. Like, his chest swelling up with pride all, all now. All these nah, guys. Real, swelling like, up with pride over they there. Start, Seattle really started pushing them out. And not only was they pushing them out for guys that – that just to make it to the league, they pushed them out with superstars, guys who was making a real big impact and name in this league. Just speak about, like, just the, you know, coming from where you coming from and you knew how hard it was. You know, a lot of guys went, didn't come from there when you when you first came out to see it now and mm -hmm. to see it's, it's, it's a guy every year or it's two guys every year, you know what I'm saying, coming from the Seattle area representing. How is that for you to see the you evolution pay, you, of Seattle? You, you one of them pioneers yeah. that paved all that. Yeah, kind of like a founding father, but it's it's um it's a rich tradition, you know, of guys that are confident about their game. But then it's also like a brotherhood as well, um, because we always said once one made it, it was your job to come back and make Keep sure the up. next one made it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for me, it started out with like James Edwards and then Doug Christie. Doug, Doug Christie, Christie really was the one where yeah, you sit one. at his basketball camp and he'd be like, he would say real shit. Like, he cussing in the camp and everything. Yeah. Look, man, you motherfucker can't be having bad grades. He was just a real one. Yeah. And to hear that from somebody that looked like me that I aspired to be, it just was so impactful. Yeah. So I told myself, if I make it, I'm going to do what Doug did. So yeah. I would have my camp. Then I would see, like, Jamal come through. Yeah. Then Nate. Then Brandon Roy. Then yeah. Martell Webster. Martell Webster. Yeah, all those guys. And then now, if you even look at it, like, for me, Isaiah Thomas grew up shooting baskets in my backyard. Mm -hmm. um, Avery Bradley, Avery like Brown. all those guys, like it's just so many of us. But it, it was just a true brotherhood, and I can tell you from for me, Nate Rob, like, Nate Rob, <laughs> man, just crazy. But I haven't been back as much as I would have loved to yeah. because Seattle's me. Like it's all in me. It's tatted on yeah. me. I, I'll never forget what it, the city has done for me and what it means to me. Yeah. But a guy like Jamal has to definitely get his his flowers because yeah. he's carried the tradition on. Yeah. Like, he got a summer league that he run yeah. out of there, the, the, Cross the crossover. Yeah. Like, people have come through there and blessed the league, and they've been able to see the tradition, the rich basketball yeah. how much tradition, how basketball much people love ball. Like, y'all yeah. was there when Seattle had their team? Yeah. yeah. Like, that was a good trip. One of the best arenas. Oh, they got loud. One of the zone. best arenas yeah. nobody ever knew about, but, you know, Eventually, Seattle will get his team back, hopefully, and uh, we can go back and be a part of that. But 
Again, like Jamal has done a phenomenal job of keeping that keeping tradition alive. You and Martell are, are cousins. Yeah, yeah. I played with Martell. You got drafted to Portland, man. He was, yeah, for sure. He was so talented. Mm-hmm. He can shoot. Super he talented. can dribble. He can he can he can dunk. He can. Yeah. He had it. He had it all. He, I'm talking. about He was tall. He, strong body. Shoot the shit out of it. Yeah. Like he's the first one to come out of high school. Yeah. From Seattle and go to the league. Yeah. Like and you know that's far and few between now, but. Like, he's a founding father as well. Yeah. And then, like, you look at now, you look at Baby Boy, DeJounte, yeah. Zach Levine. Yeah. Like, the new guy. It's still it's still yeah, coming. Still, they yeah, still, they yeah. still coming. <laughs> Paulo Bancaro at Duke. Yeah. Like, I went to school with his mom. Yeah. So, it man, it's it's just a crazy legacy up there of, of guys that, that have made it and have success. But then there's also some guys that didn't quite make it out. with, And, you know, that's from any hood. Yeah, that, that's still relevant in the city yeah. that still support the guys that are making it. So yeah. feel, it's just a rich tradition. I feel like, you know, like with cities like that, especially small cities like that, like mm-hmm. Hewitt was is from Chicago. So of course it was Big it was fish. guys. City. <laughs> it was it was always guys coming out of Chicago, but with small cities like Seattle mm-hmm. and, and St. Louis, like way back then you didn't see a lot of guys go, but when you start seeing like with us, you know, you start seeing Larry and me and David right. Lee and then that created a Badly Bill and a Jason Terry. I mean, a Jason Tatum. Yes, like sir. now with y'all, like they see you and them, them guys steady coming. It just builds that 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 legacy of the city. Yeah, you know, because so sure. you can visually see it instead of seeing it on TV. Right, I can see it here. I see Jamal every summer at the at the joint. Yeah. I might see Isaiah Thomas here and Nate Rob riding around. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. builds the city up from a small city. No, no, it does too. And and for you, I mean, you guys didn't have a pro team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But for us, like, we had the Sonics. Yeah. So we had GP at our high school game sitting courtside. Yeah. Then after the game, he'd slide through in the bins, pick you up, take you to get something to eat, talk yeah. about life. That's you know what up. I mean? So that hmm. that fueled us as well. Yeah. Um, Got to give him a lot of credit. Sean Kemp, same thing. Like, he's still riding around with my little brother to this yeah, day. They yeah. ride through the city. So, <laughs> um, nah, them, them guys – it's, it's huge, man. It's a culture, it's a tradition, and it's something that I'm very proud of. When you came up hooping, who were some of the guys that you seen, we might not know in the Seattle area, that was the man that didn't make it as far as everybody, and some of the guys that you, you watched above, whether it was college or NBA, that you was like, man, I want to play like them, or mm-hmm. I got some of my game from watching that person. Well, my guy was, was you know, one of my good friends, and uh, he was on my high school team, was Derek Elliott. It's the reason why I even knew about Arizona because his cousin was Sean Elliott, mm, and he okay. was cold. Like, he played defense like GP. He talked like GP, and actually him and GP are best friends to this day. Yeah, And uh, he just had it. But, yeah. like, all the college coaches was coming to watch him. So look how it worked. I always say opportunity don't go away and go to somebody else. So one year, his senior year, he gets ineligible. I'm a sophomore. I ended up taking his starting spot. Arizona was coming to watch him. They see me. See you. I get off. Next thing I know, I'm getting letters in the mail. But he's one of them ones. Like he 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 slipped he, sh- he should have made it, but he slipped through the cracks because yeah. of because of you know the education piece. But what some of the guys from the NBA that you've seen or, yeah. or you know on, on the levels? Guy, that- I, grew, I mean Isaiah Thomas for me. You know mm-hmm. I used to watch his tapes. My <laughs> uncle's from Detroit. <laughs> see, he had a basement full of VHS tapes. Shot town. Play them mm-hmm. country boys. That's up, mm-hmm. man. Like. Just watching him at his size do what he did to the league. Unreal. He put on a show every night. And he was going to get it. He didn't back down from nobody. That toughness. Like, that's what I wanted to embody. You know, him. But obviously, Mike. I mean, who didn't watch Come Fly With Me? It's kind of like Mike playground. is always the one. Then you know it's like I mean? it's the two. You just yeah, talk about two because yeah. Mike is already Mike just is, a little yeah, you always <laughs> Mike is. You know what I mean? You trying to do that on the dunk hoops. 
in the playground. Like, so Mike and, and Isaiah, um, for sure, you know, definitely love AI, but I had to compete against him. Mm-hmm. But that just, what he did at that size, like, how could you not? admire that. Guys don't have to go through this these days because they're in a positionless league now. Mm -hmm. But when you came up, you were a guy that, um, guys like you always got criticism because you can score so well, but you're a size of a point guard. Mm -hmm. Like most two guards back then was was bigger and taller than you, but you was a point guard size. And just tell us about like, like the adversity sometimes you had to go through with coaches because of your size, your style of play, and the way you play. Like, it's okay now. They looking for guys like you yeah. now. But back then, when it was a traditional one, two, three, four, five, yeah. like some of the coaches you ran by that was just like, man, he don't understand my game or even know how to implement me into the, the offense yeah. the right way. The coaches, the teammates. Like yeah. I've had Hall of Fame teammates go to the coach behind my back and get back to me that, like, man, he can't play point for us. He don't want to pass. He don't pass. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. And so for me, and that was in my early years, so one game we're playing Indiana, Isaiah Thomas is coaching. So after every game, I always go back and talk to Unc, and he give me words of mm-hmm. encouragement. And he was just telling me, he said, look, man, he said, I don't care what position they talking about. You a basketball player. That's don't it. Don't ever forget that. That right there has value in itself. You're just a hell of a player. Don't ever let them put you in a position. You could play the one, you could play the two, but you are a basketball player and a damn good one. To hear that confirmation from somebody like himself, like for me, that's all the confidence I needed. Right. So from that day forward, I just blocked that shit out. I didn't even listen to it. You, just did, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just went out there and did my thing. When did you think, like, all right, I'm a I'm a hoop. That's what I want to do. Like, yeah. you know, we all grew up bouncing the ball, but like, when mm-hmm. did you really start to see, like, I could really try and do this? Well, you know, I, for my first love of the game goes back to, like, third grade. I go back to the Sonics. Like, yeah. Slick Watts, the legendary Slick Watts. Oh, the reason why I wore yeah, it. Yeah, I about, you know I'm going to get to that. Yeah, we going to get to that. We kind of got that back yeah. going. We going to get to that. So, go ahead. So, Slicker was really the one. Like, he was my third grade PE teacher. And every mm. day it was hoop, though. It wasn't no kickball, tag, none of that, double, nah, we are hooping. And, and, you know, I got to give him so much love for just putting that ball in my hand and making me fall in love with the game. Um, But when I knew I could make it was like going to University of Arizona and seeing the walls and seeing like Damon Stoudemire, Khalil Reeves, Sean Elliott, Steve Curry, seeing their pitchers, and then they would come hoop with us in the summer. So now we out there getting it, and it's like – and you try and stuff, but you're like, damn, like Steve Kerr was in the finals with Jordan. Like, yeah. man, can I get my shit off on him? Yeah, but I got off on him. Mm-hmm. Then I'm getting off on Stye. Stye's still serving me, but I'm still getting off on him. So I'm like, shit, this might be all right. And then we fellowship after the runs, mm-hmm. and we chop session, and they're like, you got to do this, this, and this. This is how you going to make it. Okay, well, shit, that's what you say. And so when I started to get that confidence – it was like, man, I, I think I can make it. And then yeah. we ended up winning a national championship in 97. And after that, scouts would be at practice. <laughs> so now your dream is a yeah. reality now. Now Mike Bibby shows up. He highly recruited. He already telling us, like, I'm one and done. So I'm out of here. Like, what you mean you out of here? Yeah, I'm in here 6 a.m. every day. 500 makes every day. Mm. He wasn't going to class. He was in the he gym. putting that work Yeah, in. he was putting that work in. I'm enjoying the college lifestyle. <laughs> no better place. See, these don't know nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? But I'm enjoying the college lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Right? A big man on campus. Yeah, big man that. on campus. So, But eventually I had to take his routine, put it into my regiment, 
Yeah. And, and so they, you took the young fellas' routine. Yes, sir. One dribble, two dribble pull-ups, 500 makes a day. Yeah. Uh, if I was still hooping, I'd still be doing that same routine. I did it for 19 years in the, in the league. Could it have been anybody else? What made you choose Arizona? Could it have been somebody else right. almost got you? Man, or, I, I committed to Washington, oh, right? Okay. So You said all the boys love that man, Washington. <laughs> long story short, my mama graduated from Washington. My cousin, oh, okay. like the leading punt returner in, in UW history. Yeah. So you're talking about I'm as a little kid going to football Washington, games in the locker everything. room. I'm watching everything. Mm. Um, I, I was selling popcorn when they recruited me at the University of Washington during the games. I'm right. a popcorn vendor. Yeah. Lou Olsen come and stick his big hand in the pop. I'm like, man, you can't do that. <laughs> like, like, you can't do that. And so, but no, I, I man, I just lived in, in, in breathed Washington sports, yeah. Husky football, basketball. But, you know, at that particular time, they had a coach, Bob Bender, and then they started recruiting. Like, Donald Watts was recruited, but then Todd McCullough. McCullough, yeah. Right? So when they came to the home visit, they're like, trouble. yeah, they're like, man, we're going to run and gun. We're going to high pace. And I'm thinking like, no, but we got Todd McCullough. Yeah, we're not man. moving too fast doing that. <laughs> yeah. But Arizona was playing the sexy style that, like everybody wanted to be a part that, of it. That Coming off fans, the Final Four, <laughs> yeah. D. Yeah. Stott was from Portland. I yeah. knew him. I'm like, man, nah. I, this and then it's 85 degrees on my visit. Uh-huh. Palm trees and ain't nobody got there nothing on. Like, that made you yeah, feel it's beautiful. Yeah, out it's there. beautiful. <laughs> it's just the desert, but it was beautiful. Yeah. Um. And then they were talking my language. Like, you know, Luke was like, man, you gonna come here? You gonna have this responsibility? You know, we're going to let you play. Yeah, we got Mike Bibby coming in. He already committed. But the worst thing that happened, y'all going to play together. Mm-hmm. And I can respect that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, from there, it, the rest was history. But, you know, every time I go back home to Washington, man, they still be booing and right. F.U. Terry <laughs> Chance and all that. But I told them, man, I still, I'm still die hard Husky. Like, yeah. But, nah, it, it, it was a blessing, man. And my mom made that decision, actually. Um, you know, I was going to go to Washington. I was like, nah, forget it. But she was like, nah, son, let me call Luke. Called Luke, Luke sent for me, took a trip, and the rest is history. Let's let's talk about Luke. Luke, one of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him, he the same guy. He always had that smile. Yes, like, sir. man. For him to, you know, like Arizona wasn't a, a, a crazy winning university mm-hmm. at first. Right. Luke kind of brought that winning mentality, and he had so much talent. Yeah. Like so much talent that guys, like other guys, other teams or other play people didn't know right. that y'all was that that good, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He's steady bringing them in. Y'all started something with that. Just talk about Luke, the way he coached, his style, how he was a player's coach. Because everybody yeah. I've seen talk about him be like, nah, he's a he's for the players. Well, he a player well Luke's coach. one of the biggest motivating factors for me behind me wanting to pursue my coaching career. Mm-hmm. And that's because, like you said, a player's coach, the way he handled us as young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made us accountable for our actions. Um, but he also was a truth teller, like, you know, he had full transparency. Mm-hmm. What he wanted your role to be, how he sees you fit in his system, you know. And then, you know, for him, it was how he brought people together. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was a family. But he would get guys from Chicago, Seattle, Everywhere. New York. He would get everybody and bring them to this this desert, right, where you couldn't easily get back home and go somewhere. So you were stuck. You was, in, you was yeah. there. You was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, just, just the time spent with him. Like, he was my father away from my father. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go to his house. You can go into his office. Door always open. Yeah. Have any kind of conversation. And to me, that type of relationship at that particular time in my life is what I needed. What that needed. type of male figure. Yeah. And so, you know, he'll have a forever lasting impact on me and my career. Well, what were your conversations like with him 
when you were getting ready to leave school, when you were mm-hmm. making that decision? How did he how did he help you in that process of you making that decision, what you was going to well, do? Well, he helped me because he said, you ain't going nowhere. And he let everybody else leave. So I actually stayed my senior year. Mm-hmm. Right. But his thing to me was, he said, I have to see through what I told you I was going to do for you. He said, if you stay and come back next year, it's your team. You'll play 40 minutes if you can, and we'll go as far as you take us. Take us, yeah. And my senior year, my freshman was like Richard Jefferson, Luke Wall, Michael Wright. Michael Wright. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, Mike rest Rice, in peace. Um, yeah. And then A.J. Brown was the only other senior. And so it really was on my shoulders. Yeah. And I ended up being the player of the year in the nation in the Pac-12. And, uh, man, he let me shoot every ball. How yeah. was that, though, to, like, to, to get to that point to where, like, now, like, you know what I'm saying, you didn't really yeah. – Paid your dudes, you right. didn't watch this guy go, make it, this guy go. Yeah. Now it's like, it's your time, and it's like, you got to do, how did that feel but, to but, get but that? But it was a trust factor. It yeah. was the relationship that he had built up in me, and he never told me something that never came true. Yeah. And and for me, it was like, well, damn, man, coach, man, I believed in you this far. Why should I stop now? Because mm-hmm. I easily could have came out and been like a late first round, yeah. 25th, something like that. But he, like he said, just trust me. How was your confidence after y'all won a championship your sophomore year? Oh, you coming proof. back your junior year. Like, how much did y'all yeah. shit stink? Oh, <laughs> man, through the roof. <laughs> because, again, like, we, we okay, we over-exceeded expectations. We win it. We on, man, it was rock star. So now it's like every time we stepped out there, man, we the best. Yeah. Like, I don't care who you are or what you're thinking, but our whole team came back. Yeah. Really, Miles Simon should have left. He was the Final Four MVP. Yeah. And then it would have just been myself, Bibby Dickerson, and uh, and Bramley. But Miles Norm decided Woods to come played, back. Uh, Norm Woods was Norm here, Woods. but he had Shout to sit out. Shout out to Lou, out. baby. Shout out to Lou, man, he had to sit out. I'm going to tell you the other reason. Man, don't tap me out hard by no damn player from the St. Louis. <laughs> Michael Wright from Chicago. I ain't just do yeah, none of that. I just like gave that. though. Right. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> but but the, what really gave us constant? We was Damn, getting Stack Jack. Stack Jack was on campus for a month in in October, and he was getting ready to rumble with us. But then his test scores came; he he, he didn't qualify. Uh, so he ended up going. That was when Bill Mama Mama yeah, brought him out there. Brought him out there, man. Yeah, I remember they Michael Dixon we been strong his it. whole life. Huh? Oh, his, his whole life. I don't know what they fed his baby formula, but yeah, he he he. He looked like he was built like a superhero. Yeah, so I mean, when I first got to stronger when he got to the league. Man, when I first got man. to the league, he played with Vancouver. Special. He was so that's another one strong. From Seattle. I didn't mean I, like, Mike that's Dick. my brother. Yeah, Mike did. That's Dick, another reason man. why I came to, to Arizona as well. Even though on my visit, he was crying on the payphone. He had a whole bag of quarters. He's sitting on the payphone like, man, I got to get out of here, man. He crying like, I got to get, <laughs> I got to go home. This ain't it. I don't. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, damn, Mike, is that bad? It can't be that bad. Yeah. He was like, nah, I got to get out of here. But he ended up staying, and, and then I came and worked it out. Because he was, he, man, y'all he fit so perfect. Deal. Nobody did the same thing. Everybody seemed like they played a role. He was repping the high side. That's why. Yeah. yeah repping yeah, the high Diesel. side. Yeah. His, his career got cut short, but he's one of the greatest um, players to ever come out of Washington State. The year y'all won a championship mm-hmm. in college, like, what clicked? Like what between that like click? Because y'all won the favorites. No. You know what I'm saying? You know, you they always got the North Carolina, the Dukes yeah. and all these, the Kentuckys and all yep. this stuff. They beat Kentucky. Like, what clicked? Cause I remember like it seemed like it wasn't nothing. Then tournament time time came around. It was like, yeah, they popping everybody. Right. <laughs> right. Well, for us, I mean, 
at any level to win a championship, you have to star in your role mm -hmm. and get everybody to buy into that equation, that formula. And it took for us to get to the NCAA tournament before we realized, like, okay, Jet, you the sixth man. It was JT at the time. You the sixth man. Mike D, you are leading scorer. Miles, you get it done in the clutch. We coming to you. Mike Bibby, you do your thing. Biggs, y'all set screens and rebound and block shots. Once everybody bought into that, shit, we just start clicking. And then we knock off number one, Kansas. Then we beat Sham God at Providence. Mm -hmm. Then we knock off um, Twan Jamison and Vince Carter yeah. in the Final Four. Yeah. Then we see Kentucky. Now, Kentucky didn't have Derek Anderson. Yeah. That was the biggest blessing in the world because you already know <laughs> yeah, yeah. DA was cold. Serious. Cold with it. But they did have Ron Mercer, yep. uh, Nazi Muhammad, yeah. McGlure. McCarty. McCarty. Yeah, yeah, they had them guys. So yeah. it was like, man, they had pros. Yeah. But that we didn't fear nobody. That was 98 when y'all beat. Nine seven. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Yep, nine seven. What? Mm -hmm. When did the high socks become popular for you, man? Like so, you was one of the guys that the reason I wore high socks so time because <laughs> I used man JT used to have these high socks to his right. knees. You can't even see. You can't even see his legs. He's just out right. there moving. That was the whole design and purpose. You don't want to see these bird legs, man. <laughs> these little skinny little bird legs. So I seen a picture of my pops in in a yearbook. And uh, to pay homage to him and tribute to him, um, and highest level he played was high school. But I yeah. knew he loved balls. Like I'm gonna I'm rock him like pops. But in high school, I would do one leg up, one leg down. Mm -hmm. But that was Kerry Kittle's Revit Knight. So I was always looking for the next thing to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, baggy shorts, five five, black socks, yeah. five five. Like we just always wanted to emulate yeah. uh, greatness. Yeah. And so, but then I was like, man, okay. You got the one skinny leg sticking out, man. Just cover both of them things. <laughs> then I'm wearing like five pair of socks. Yeah. Because I hated the way it felt. To, on the shoe. Yeah, on the shoe. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to have some cushion. Yeah, these, that's why these toes look like that now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> them stop and go. So, nah, the, the high socks is, is, is just a part of me. So, so like you mentioned earlier, you said, that, you know, you, Slick Watch was why you brought the headband. But I feel like in a real way, your class, our class when we got there, we we put it back on the map yes. and put it back in the NBA to where the NBA, we forced their hand. Cause you remember we was able when we started doing it, mm -hmm. you, me, him, whatever, we could wear a, a, a Jordan headband, an Adidas right. headband, a Nike our own headband that we brought in just plain white or blue or orange mm -hmm. or whatever. But like once it took off the way it did, yeah, we couldn't wear Because you remember, NBA. we used to be able to get our numbers and oh, our initials on our wristbands and everything. Yeah, like, once yeah. the league and David started knowing you, they, they, you got to respect them. They smart. They saw, they said, nah, that's money. Yeah. And they took and they said, y'all, no more Jordan, no more Nike, no more Adidas. We're going to put the NBA logo on here, and this is what y'all could wear or y'all can't. Remember, we used to be able to wear our own right. socks and everything. Nike, right. Jordan socks, whatever. They, want. That thing all went and changed it. What? Well, that goes to the business of basketball, and that's when you really understand, like, this thing is bigger, you know, than, than just, us. just us. Yeah. Right? You're part of something bigger. But I'll go back to, like you said, remember the dress code? We didn't have a dress code. We was coming with, with throwback jerseys. jerseys. I still got a cloud. Anybody want some of them? Free 99, come pick them up. I got a whole <laughs> I sure got like 200. Of them. I got like 200 throwback. I got, I got rid of mine. Man, but, but, but it was no dress code. Headband, do rat, whatever you wanted to come Slips. in, however mm -hmm. you was comfortable mm -hmm. coming to work. Then they changed that. Now you got some big walking suits and your and the, what the Steve Harvey edition suits. Yeah. But and that was just the evolution. Now, like when we first came in, uh -huh. everybody that was in the NBA from 
I would probably say like 99, 90, 99 to probably like 2000 and at least four or five, at least yep. four. Everybody had them Donald Pliner shoes oh, yeah. and them damn walkers. The Walker game was right. <laughs> hey, boy, hey. listen, when these people here, hey. the Donald Pliner shoes, everybody yeah. don't know what I'm hey. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, them guys, them guys made a lot of money off the Ooh. NBA, the dress guys. Ooh. The guys were buying suits, walkers. walkers. Guys Man. was buying a whole package hey. of 10 suits. Who was your boy walkers. in L.A. name? Used to be Baruch, in the hallway. Baruch. 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 Hey, hey, my friend. Hey, my friend. Hey, Good stuff hey, for you. I got good for you. Good for you. Baruch always has something for you. I had a homies with you because he going to have them. Let, yeah. Come back to the room. The homie got a whole wardrobe. Hey, man, hold man. on, Farouk. Don't put that on my tab. Right. Farouk come with an invoice. Farouk, hold on now. I ain't seen no price tags on none of these. You leave and Farouk got a bill for 10000 hey, Farouk used to start getting the suite in the hotel we was at. Straight up. Full of clothes. <laughs> Full of, like, Shoes, come on, clothes, man. everything. Yeah, but no, but AI really set the trend for us. He's, he's an icon, iconic figure. And when you talk about just being you, who you are, that's what it was for us. He made it. We, we he were made being it us. Yeah. Like that gave us our identity, the headband, yeah. right? The long side. He took the those, band. he took the he took all of the all of the brunt of it for yeah. us. Like when when they got through with him, yeah, it was he was like on the it's, it's, now yeah. it's cool. Like he 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 stood there and was the the catalyst and took it all and then it was like now nah, we could we could do whatever we want. I ain't gonna talk crazy that. Nah, for sure, for sure. Tell me about your draft process. How many how many workouts you went on? Man, I, so it's 13 lottery teams. I went to all 13 cities in 16 days. Ooh. I wanted all the smoke. Like they say, all the young boys, all the John Everybody Moran, they all the smoke. I'm you. going up the chimney because <laughs> I knew it was five of us. It was, was you able to get the smoke, though? Because you know back then they was hiding. Listen, we didn't get to play against each other listen, like that. I got it all. <laughs> Andre Miller was 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 Dre. one. Uh, Baron Davis. Uh, Steve Francis, Francis. and um, the other one was um, and Will Avery that Will went Avery. to Duke. Okay, yeah. okay, so it was five of us, and they were like, "Okay, it's thirteen picks. We're only gonna pick. You know, I don't know if all five of y'all can get picked in the top thirteen. So my thing was, I got to go to every workout with all these cats. BD, I was already seeing him twice anyway a year. Pac twelve. Andre Miller, I played him twice already, so I already knew like I, I can handle them. But I wanted to be in their workout so the scouts could see, see me handle them. Yeah, yeah. I really, and Dre noticed, I really went in Seattle. You in my home. I'm in that facility anyway working out. I was real comfortable. That probably was one of my best workouts. I really did something special to him. I wish we had the VHS so I could show everybody what I did to this man <laughs> in the workout. People don't know, man. If you take you through the draft process, that workout is real. You hey, might do a conditioning do test you Listen, ever did. I, yeah. I tell people all the one time. One-on-one full court. One-on-one full court. The beat test. Oh, the beat, the beat test. test. Oh. That was the worst thing ever. Oh. Like, look, I tell people beat. all the time, like, like now, you know, even when I worked in Detroit, work, I was in the front office of Detroit, I'm watching work, I'm like, shit. And like, you get, you know, like, I'm I'm coming in, I'm asking, like, who, 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 what we got today? Like, right. so, so I'm like, well, who else is like, well, they wanted to have such such, but his agent wouldn't let him come in. There you go. So I'm like, oh, there, there you go. go. I'm like, it's about to be weak. But like, listen, one of the greatest workouts we've ever been involved in, it was in Orlando. Okay. Me, him. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Came was on side, side watch. Lamar Johnson. Oh, that's Dooling. Yeah. Like, when I say it was going. Yeah. And I'm talking about this was one of the ones where it was like, you didn't get every. All of us was the same. We right. all wanted whoever we right. was all looking for. And so it was like when we got that in there, <laughs> like 
boy, it was in there. Kaboom, kaboom. Every play, it was like, it was like, that was one, like, I remember, like, years later, we all talking about it. Like, bro, you remember, like, him, like, think about Fresh coming out prime, him and DeMar Johnson, man. how they was oh, both with the ball, man. and they guard each other. And they had to. Boy, <laughs> yeah, it was to crazy. That's what I, I, I really admired that process because, yeah. like you said, they was letting us get it. Yes. See who looking for it, who, who ain't. Who want it, and who ain't. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people not get drafted. I'll tell you the truth, like, though. Like, avoided people. And this is yeah. what, this, avoided this people. look, I was glad, like, I'll say this about that part of the process because I was glad, you remember, I got, I, me and him, what, we very, very rarely got to work out together. Like that was one of the few. So he'll be going. We were staying together in Chicago, okay. working out together. Then we'd go here, there. I'm hitting him. You know, he was really doing dinners and shit, basically. But he had a couple workouts. He had a couple real ones. But like I told, I'm out there hunting for everybody here, and I'm sitting there like I felt like I was dog walking people. I felt like it didn't matter. I felt like people had their minds made up. Like this is this guy's got this potential, whatever, whatever. And I felt like because I, you remember, G, I mean, every work I'm calling for, yeah. Took his head off. Took his head off. Whoever I get right. a hold to, I'm like, I still went 18, bro. I was so motherfucking mad. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but I try to tell my young boys, like, I helped Isaiah through his draft process. He went through something. Mr. Similar. Irrelevant. Mr. Yeah, Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. And if I told you, you would think I was lying if I told you, like, he killed every workout he went to. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about it wasn't even close that he was the best player in the gym. Mm -hmm. So, but sitting on that side with management, because after I got finished, I was assistant GM with the legends and I've been in a lot of those workouts. And now sitting on the other side, I was looking like, man, they already know who they're going to pick. They yes. do. They it's know who for they want. you to change their they mind buy. and put that doubt in mm -hmm. there like, ah, I think we need to go with this one. That's mm -hmm. what pissed me off. They didn't do that. Yeah, but they didn't do it. They and didn't, they didn't do it in his case either. He yeah. ended up getting lucky and getting drafted. You know where he this, did. This the realest thing. Our age, and we got the same age and had him since day one. We ain't never changed. Flip flop. Jeff mm -hmm. Wexler from day one. Okay. From day one, like this, this, this real go time. We at the draft. He he back and forth between his table, and my table. We ain't got no. This got it. This is our guy, Jeff. Mm -hmm. So our table was right next to each other. D Miles go number three. Boom, bang. He now he moved from his table to my table. I'm sitting there. <laughs> pick go by pick go. I'm saying. You know how we are. Right. I'm sitting here. This dude, I'm better than him. Mm -hmm. I took his lunch money. Mm -hmm. I bust his ass. He can't fuck with me. He know it. They know it. What the fuck going on? Right. And I got to sit here in front. Family here. Everybody tell you I'm sitting here. And Jeff knew. He knew how pissed I was. He kept, he he was like, listen. He was trying, you know how your, your agent trying. They trying, they job to calm you down, keep right. you cool. Because he's like, I'm, I'm, he know I'm hot. And he was like, listen. He was like. He, this was before I even got picked. This was like where I thought I was going to get picked that, like, uh, I forgot I thought I was going like to Boston, one 12, of the earlier 13, picks, yeah, like Boston, because like I thought I was going to get once the, lot, once the lottery passed. That was, you know, right. to us, that, that means That's stuff. That's what Lottery passed, bro. That's I was a guaranteed like, meal right there. He came over there. And he, that's, when, that's when we had to step aside until he said, listen, I want you to remember this. He was like, this is not a sprint. He was like, I'm talking about all of this. He was like, you looking at guys getting picked in front of you right now. You feel like they got the one up on you. You like, this whole thing. He was like, I'm talking about you starting out a career. He was like, it ain't no sprint. He was like, you want to finish at the head of them at the end, no matter whether it's 5, 10, 15, yeah. 20 years later. And I always look at the J. You know how on Hoops like they do the redraft. Mm hmm I'm number three now. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, so I'm like, that's... it's proven. Like, like yeah. I always knew, but like, 
we got to do a redraft yeah. after I ain't even in the league no more. <laughs> I'm telling you, being on that other side, you see it happens. They, yeah. they, they miss. No, you understand yeah, it. Man. They miss. The, the, the failure to evaluate <laughs> talent and forecast, like, where this kid's going to end up in the impact he could have, right, in the, in the league, like, they miss. They do it all the time. And they watch. Think about how many times they've seen you play. I've been over there. I'm sitting there at games like, man, they ain't got it. Like it take me five minutes to evaluate talent to know if he got it or not. Mm-hmm. Like I what might get tricked. Said. I might get tricked, mm-hmm. but he ain't got it. Now I'm gonna tell you I'm what had how he me moving. I'm gonna tell you what had me not not in position to be a pro scout because like this was my pet peeve of everything. I swear to God, you done heard me talk about it. Like I don't want to sit here in no room of, of people and argue over a player to be arguing. Like before we start arguing over him, like can he boogie? Right? Can he hoop? Right. Or we just gonna argue over some mute points because if the motherfucker can't hoop, I don't even want to talk about him. Let's right. flip the page to the next one. Like, why are we about to sit here? Like, it would be you. You didn't been in on me. You'll sit there. there and have a twenty minute argument over motherfucker that nobody cares about, but we just got caught up on some little words that he said that I want to say. Man, why are we talking about him? Right. <laughs> Because the, the, ana- no. the analytics told you so. Analytics but the analytics don't tell you when that clock is winding down with 10 seconds yeah. left and Kobe's looking at him, is he still going to get to his back? It yeah. ain't even about that to me. You want to know what it was about to me? And I don't, like, because, like, you know how it is for us. They mm-hmm. tell us as ex-players, you can't walk in the door with your resume. Oh. To a certain degree, I understand it. But why the fuck wouldn't I walk in the door with my 13 years and my whole life of sitting next to people and understanding why certain teammates work and certain don't? And I know why y'all don't, because just what you just said, y'all got the analytics. You ain't never had no teammate. You've been with your fucking computer by yourself the whole time. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm just being real because I've sat next to a motherfucker my whole life. Teammates. I've had teammates my whole life since I was five, six years old. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I have something to say about this that, that might might help, motherfucker. Like, you haven't had a teammate. I have. Mm-hmm. I know why he worked with this guy and he don't mix with those guys because I had teammates like him before. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, that's real. You might want to listen to that. Oh, they will. When you walk out, then that's when they go nuts and be like, see, 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 yeah, we got to do like he said. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to give you the credit for that. Steal yeah, your ideas. All day. You got to protect that jewelry, baby. You better protect it. Yeah, we know. <laughs> You got driving to Atlanta, and um, mm-hmm. Atlanta is not like every other city. ATL, shout uh, Atlanta is a, is a place that like our, our black show. You know, you know when you get to a city like that, and you just see most of the population your color, mm-hmm. uh, most of the people coming to the games, and the whole environment and the culture. How was it to go to Atlanta? After you know you've been to Arizona and you you've been this place, but you you get drafted to Atlanta and. Like I say, Atlanta is a different culture than every other city in the United States. Yeah. Like, how was that for you? Did it feel like at home, like I'm around my people? Like, how did it feel for you? Well, for me, you know, coming from Seattle, which is is, is, is a sort of a melting pot. Like, yeah. we have uh, a huge Asian population, white population, and black, so it's kind of mixed a little bit. To come down there and to see us, like— Police officers, black police officers, yeah. black, black judges, yeah. you know, just a lot of us black just with in money. positions in power, <laughs> black people with money, yeah. successful entertainers, yeah. actors. Black but then, essence. like, you didn't have to go to their neighborhood. They're like, wherever you at, wherever that's where you they at. at. Yeah. We'll go eat. We'll go to, um, right, right. name it. We'll go wherever. They going to be there. Yeah. Like, you and Buckhead, they there. Yeah. And we would all go eat. We'll go out. 
we'll hang out. Yeah. And we was all friends. And it wasn't like nobody was trying to show nobody up or nothing. We was yeah. just all having it at, at that particular time. And for me, man, it, it was a great experience. Like, I wouldn't trade that for nothing in the world. I don't even know if I could have got drafted to another city. I don't right. even know what that would have yeah, been, like. been like. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I know being around Mike Vick at the time, right? Allen Iverson was in Atlanta. He wasn't playing there, but he yeah. was always there. Right. Ray Lewis. Yeah. Right, BMF. Yeah, like these is all all the people too short. Everybody, Jermaine yeah. Dupree, like yeah. name them, Nelly, all of them, yeah. Ludacris, Ti, Jeezy. Like, be, there was all our right. circle of guys right. that we hang. Like mm -hmm. one o'clock hit when they show up to the club, we showing up to the club. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it was no secret, but we ain't called ahead and been like, "Yo, we gonna yeah. meet here." It was just right. a brotherhood. We just that knew we where we was gonna be. And at. when we seen each other, we always looked it was out all love. Like, Y'all ain't got the table up. yet. Not hey, come on over Man, here and get. You had our table. Y'all ain't got no. BMF bought all the bottles. Okay, we, we go. We go share with them. Yeah, like it wasn't no. It was all love. Yeah, and to me, you miss that now. Um, in know, cities, for, for, in cities, yeah. like it's just not that. Like if you were to go out nowadays, you really don't see that. They like together, them. it's yeah. more of a combativeness. Com com like they, competition. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, we over here. Nah, we all together. Yeah. Like we, and it was a celebration of life to me. That's what it was. Did My time in Atlanta. We, we all, all along. We all yeah. made it. And you missed that. Um, but I, it was a special time in my life, man. I'll never forget it. You was in a position where I felt like you, uh, in Atlanta, you started to play good around your contract. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think they offered you a big amount of money, but you passed it up because you like, shit, I deserve right. more than that with what I bring to the table mm -hmm. to this team. You pass it up and then you just played another year and then you get traded to Dallas and you weren't able to get that money. Right. Tell us about that process of that whole thing yeah. of, Stepping up and, and betting on yourself of, of like, man, nah, come on, I bring too much to the table and I play too hard for this team for me not to be mm -hmm. in the position. Y'all telling me I'm the – what teams do, they tell you you're the franchise player, but sometimes back then they didn't want to pay you right. as the franchise <laughs> player. So so two times in my career where that's happened where I was like – and it shouldn't have been like this, but I kind of was at my lowest point. Yeah. Like where I'm literally just sick, like don't want to go out, don't want to – be with my friends, my family. It's during negotiations yeah. because you know your worth. Yeah. You know what you did out on the court. You know about when you was in the meeting. Like for me, with my agents, I set in on every meeting because I didn't trust what my agent was the information we'll bring he was bringing it. back. I want to hear. It like, I want to hear from what <laughs> right. Stan Casting is telling me. So I'm in there in one conversation. He's like, "Well, you know, if you was a um, shooting guard, we would pay you top five in the league, but you're our point guard." And I'm like, "What do you mean? I'm averaging twenty and six. Yeah. Like, bad. But um. So what are you telling me? Well, you got to be a point guard. So then I go out the next season, I average 17 and 7. You said you want me to be a point guard, so pay me like that. Andre Miller gets 55 million. I'm like, well, what are we talking about? Well, we got 24 for you. Well, no, that's half, or a little well, less than half. Well, he getting what you mean. Uh, well, I say, listen, man, I'm just as good, if not better. I got to get paid as such. Baron Davis. These are all my classmates. Yeah. That's the only thing I can you said, compare and that's myself what hurt to. So These much. guys get it mad. It hurts so much mad, seeing mad. your period. Oh, man. Dude, I'm happy for them. Doing, yeah. But I know my worth. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? And so at that point, I was like, well, Atlanta's probably not going to be home for me. You know, whenever this is an opportunity, man, let's go. I have three coaches in four years. And it was time. It was like it was time to move on. And luckily, Mark Cuban came in and saved the day. But see, what I would do is during the offseason, our offseason was always early, never in the playoffs. Yeah. I would go around and watch the playoff game. So I like... Go different cities Yeah, and New Orleans was playing. I go see New Orleans play. BD was playing. Boom. I go see Mike Bibby in Sacramento. They play in Dallas. I stay in the hotel where they staying at. I stay for a week. And then I go. So one time I'm in Dallas, they're playing sack. 
I'm in the hotel, whatever. I go to the game. I go in the Mavericks locker room. I don't even remember why I went in there, but I went in there, and um, I'm in the back office. Mark Cuban walks in, and he looked. He said, oh, ain't you the one that hit uh, 47 on us yeah. last season? I said, yeah. He said, you know, we pay over here, right? I said, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I seen that. Like, yeah, I, I, I they, see I, that. They locker room was the best locker room in the league. Man, the next year came around, I was free. I wasn't. Um, restricted again. I, I told Cuban, I said, man, if there's any way you could come get me, man, come get, get me. me. And we was at, I'm going to tell you where we was at. We was at Gerg's camp in Vegas. Gerg. We in there hooping. I got the phone call and they was like, man, you've been traded to the Mavericks. Man, I said, oh my God, thank you. I've been playing 2K all <laughs> summer, putting myself on, on the, the Mavericks. Mavericks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Loving how they get down. Yeah. And they ended up trading for me. So I was just so excited, man. It was just a true blessing. And Mark's always been a man of his word to this day. Speaking of Mark Cuban, like, uh, like he's one of the most unique owners there is. Like, tell him, like, tell us like the impact he had on your life. Not no. only not only playing for him, like after playing for him, business, like he's one of them special characters that if you blessed to be around him and be in his presence, what he brings to your life, not not like he's giving you just money, but the mental makeup of what he brings to your life on and off the court. Tell us about Mark and and, and that. I mean, Mark Mark's the type of person like if he ride for you, he's he's going to ride for you. Like, I've been in certain situations in my life not proud of that he's gotten me out of, you know what I mean, as long as I told him the, the truth. truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He stood on it. Because he know your heart. Because he, he knows my heart. And he has the same type of heart. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know him, he's a family man, but he considers everything that comes across his path as family. family. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's nothing that he wouldn't do for me. Mm -hmm. And anytime I call him or text him, he returns it, like, yeah. instantly. To have a friend like that that has the type of money and prestige that he has, like he don't have to do that. Yeah. Right. He's like when they say a real one, he's a real one. Mm -hmm. Now you cannot like his ways and what he's done. Sometimes he may say something crazy yeah. and that we don't agree with. And we don't always agree. Yeah. Like we that's disagree anybody. all the time. That's yeah. anybody. But to me, that's real love. And uh he's shown me that, you know, ever since day one, since he acquired me. Tell me about like you talk about how you got traded, how you, you know, you was geek to get traded to the to the mass. Tell me about after you get traded, how unique the situation oh. was because I'm on Phoenix where Steve Nash right. just left and it wasn't the fans didn't didn't feel the same way the organization felt with Steve leaving. Right. And so you gotta take this into consideration. I wanna hear from your perspective. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give my perspective. Okay. The first game when we come back to play in Dallas. Now you remember I told you all the time, Stevie the president. I ain't never been, I ain't never had no teammate who is loved, who was as loved, as, as celebrated as much, and by like literally everybody. It was not a lot of people. You couldn't find people that didn't like Steve Nash. Yeah, nah. But when we landed in Dallas, I never seen nothing like this. We are the visiting team. This is the regular season game. This ain't the playoffs or nothing. This was the first time we coming back, but well, he coming back to play there. They at the airport. Mm -hmm. Waiting on Like, when he landed, like, what? Waiting I was sitting on. there like, what is happening? Like, they at the airport. The fans got signs. Ooh, we love you, Steve. Oh, and all this stuff. So, like, and that went on all the way to when we played yeah. in the playoffs, bro. So, like. Epic I, series. <sighs> Like I want to, and, and this is the thing. Like even even from my perspective, like you know what I'm saying. Like I gotta salute you and give you my flower because 
he moved into a situation that he didn't create, wasn't his fault, mm-hmm. and it would had mm-hmm. to have been some friction towards him, they not because of him, him, just because how much they they revered and they loved Steve. Steve. But to see you navigate through it, never said and no sour they love sucker you to shit. Death. But look, right. never said <laughs> no sour sucker shit, yeah. and he navigated it the right yeah. way, and and went on to you know become a champion and earn his own strike and be become beloved on your own mm-hmm. way. So, like, that was sick for me to witness from my perspective. But I want to hear your perspective. How was that for you when you first got there and seen, like, damn, like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, nah, it, it was a hell of, hell of a transition. But I honestly couldn't have done it, you know, without the guidance and the leadership of Avery Johnson. Like, you know, to have somebody like himself be there as a mentor for me, to guide me through the process, and to tell me, like, look, we didn't bring you here to be Steve Nash. We brought you mm. here to be JT. Mm. Like, that's what we need. And it took me a minute, man. It took me a month because they actually drafted Devin Harris. Devin Harris. Because they didn't know. They didn't believe in me either, really. Like, just to be honest with you, they were like, well, he might work out, but we don't know. So, you know, Avery, man, it was, man, it was film sessions. It was Bible study. It was a lot of talking to. Like, I needed that at my particular time because I had to learn how to play the position. You talking about one of the greatest point guards ever and played then, the game, and then the, yeah. the, like the you thing know? that made it, yeah. the thing that made it pressure yeah. was because and Dirk they, best friend, and, best and friend. they said, and they said he was through. Yeah. And now you look at we over here got the best record in the league, and he's yeah. about to be MVP, MVP. Right. two years, two times in a row. So he, he's dealing sick. with all of that. This is so some man, big man, really <laughs> kicking. Each other. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's like yo, I was witnessing right. this. Like this is crazy. Oh, you know, yeah. JT, I man, so I'm the like, paper. You know, you're dealing crazy. with the media. All of it. All of it was a lot of that going on. But mentally, man, I had to stay strong. My faith has always been in God, and understand like, look, opportunity don't go away. It go to somebody else. How can I make the best out of this situation? And, and, and maximize and be me. Like, how can I do that? So that's why I remember I went from JT, so now I throw on the jet persona. Yeah. So now I start flying around, and, th- mm-hmm. and then uh, people start calling me, and then that's, it just took off. And mm-hmm. then we start winning, but first we had to lose first. I always like say we that. We beat them in the playoffs. I like, always say that. You have to go through some type some of adversity. Yeah, to, to realize your greatest successes. And that playoff series, man, that, that shit... <laughs> This thing that was shit fever was pitch, boy. Because I had to guard him. Yeah. He it, wearing me out, but it had nothing to do with me and him. It, it ain't between didn't. me and him. It's him. He proving to Cuban, man. to the city, to whoever want to listen. He wanted to prove to everybody, like, man, y'all should have never and let me you tell you, paid me. That was a that was Did a, he ever talk about that it? That was a, this, that, this one about to tell you. That was a he didn't need to. Like, you know how, like, you watching games on TV, right. you're like, well, you know, guys, teams, teammates want to get it. Like that first game in Dallas. Yeah. It, nothing needed to be said because the type of dude he was. You remember how I told you how I signed? Like, the man shaved his contract and gave me money at the, when the salary cap came in. Mm. Like, I don't even know Steve Nash right, right now. It's just right. like the salary cap came in lower than it was supposed to be. He was supposed to get X. I was supposed to get X. And then they going back and forth trying to figure it out. He like, what the fuck are we arguing for? This is what's taking so long. He like, take it off, man. Put it on, man. Everybody wow. in the room looked at him like, what the dollars. fuck? That's so like, crazy. I don't even remember. It was definitely over, over more than a million dollars. But like that, from that standpoint right there, Q Rich ready to run through a wall. Oh, yeah, the body going down. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, like, it happened, and he t- it wasn't like he did things like that. It was just like the person he was, everybody was like that. So when we got to that game, yeah. it was like, we all about to run through the brick wall Think for him. You're going to win this game. And so, like, bro, when we got to that playoff series, bro, like when I say I had never, I had never seen this Steve Nash. I ain't never seen Stevie Man. going for 30s and 40s and, like, like yelling at motherfuckers, being like, he was with the shit. He wanted this. Still see, <laughs> I'm telling you, like this was a, this was a, this was a, di- and I'm telling you, bro, like I, like I told you, like 
we lost to the Spurs after that. So, like, mm-hmm. that was the biggest triumph we had. And, bro, when I tell you, when we touched down in Phoenix after that, it was like I ain't never won the championship, but it was probably the closest thing I felt to it. Like, boy, you talking about when you hit the tarmac, you could see the people on the fence way over there with signs going crazy, news cameras with lights flashing going crazy. I was like, bro, I ain't never experienced shit like that. Now you got to think, that was my first playoffs. Remember yeah. I told you, I used to fly yeah. around just yeah. so I could get that feeling. Yeah, the feeling like I was with Detroit. When they beat the Lakers, I'm staying with Sheed and DM. Then I stayed another day so I could be in the parade yeah, so I could so just I feel, feel it. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? This, you know, I was like that too. I was yeah. going to playoff game. I had to stop because I was going. I was. I was. I was going in crazy like <laughs> right. that because I couldn't be involved right. with the environment right. of a playoff series. Different, like. different, different, different intensity, different level. Like we went through T Mac and them in the first one, but then we I couldn't even exhale and enjoy the success. Like because Nash was coming, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, and trying to figure out how to guard him. He busted me. Then I okay, do I go back at him? Like it was all that going. Then Dirk getting frustrated. Then he hit the pull up on me and the three pointer, the three pointer. He ran. <laughs> it was like it was it was it was like a movie, bro. Ah, uh, it was crazy. And I I forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Dirk was frustrated. Oh man, he went off on me because he got because he was oh, like, why did y'all man, let him shoot I couldn't the even go on. Wifey was on me. Why you let him talk to you like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't thinking about we just lost in the playoffs. She's like, you can't be letting him talk to you like that. <laughs> <laughs> like all that shit you be talking, you talk. Like, Don't talk that not, shit to me. Right, you gonna let him right. talk to you? Dirk, man, but it was I, a long summer that summer. The year y'all went to the championship and y'all lost, like, mm. like, what? Explain that. What was that year like? Because you in the dirty west. You got San Antonio. You got the Lakers. You got Sacramento. You got Minnesota. Like it's hard to get out out the west like that in that environment. Like Dallas haven't been to a championship. They haven't been close. They haven't been there to represent. For y'all to get through there and get to Miami and play a Shaq and Lonzo morning and all that, just explain that whole season and the process, how y'all believe to even get there. Because what got y'all there was feel like what made y'all win five years later. Nah, no doubt. And, you know, I got to be honest, Avery Johnson laid the foundation. He created the championship culture. He came from the San Antonio Spurs where he won a championship, mm-hmm. where Popovich groomed him to become a coach. Mm-hmm. And... Everything he learned from Pop, he poured into us. Their system was now our system. Mm. And we knew to get that championship, I already said, to get the road to the championship, always goes through the championship. Champion, champion, we had to go through San Antonio. And they had Big Brother Dallas for years. Mm -hmm. I even watched the series when they they ran through them. And it was one of them things. If we could get past them, then wasn't nobody going to stand in the way. And we had played y'all the year before, so it was like, well, we we know they down there, but we got to get through San Antonio. Yeah. So we went to seven with them. Like, that series to me was the championship. Then we played Phoenix, knocked them off. So then we get to Miami. We already think, like, we didn't dispose of San Antonio. The hardest, it was the you in the heart of it, conference. It's our, yeah. yeah, it's written. Like, it's our time. It's us. It's us. And then you go up 2-0, and you really thinking, like, oh, man. But we underestimated the heart of a champion. And the champion in that instance was Shaq, Hall of Famer. Alonzo Mourning, Hall of Famer. Gary Payton, Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. Dwayne Wade, Hall, Hall of Famer. Famer. And then they coach, Pat Riley. Hall. Like, we ain't thinking about none of that. Like, GP never won. Zoe never won. 
this was their opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they gonna and, give it and, all. Yeah, they gonna give it all. So we thinking we didn't get, we didn't took everything they had. They done. We up 2-0. Man, them next four games was the hardest four games I ever played in my life. Left it all out there, but it wasn't enough. You ever done something in your life where you like, damn, I gave everything. Damn, it still wasn't yeah, enough. It still wasn't enough. That was that instant. How was how was this? You know, like like I say, they you get there, you make the playoffs, mm-hmm. you lose to Nashville. The next season, y'all come yeah. with something to prove. We y'all y'all be the, y'all the number one seed. Yeah. Y'all the number one seed now. Oh, but man. then y'all play a young, hungry Golden State. Oh like, my goodness! What was Them some dogs too? Anyway. What was the mishap? Because on the outside looking in, it felt like Avery believed in what he was doing and yeah. never adjusted no. to what they was doing. Well, I mean, we did it to ourselves. I mean, obviously. Winning 67 games, we're thinking like, nah, can't nobody touch us. So at the end of the season, we rested our starters when actually we could have put Golden State out. Yeah. We hadn't beat Golden State all season. They beat us three straight games. It was just a matchup problem for us. Yeah. They played small ball. We didn't have that ability. We yeah. had three bigs and we had dirt. Had we dirt. couldn't match up. So end of the season come, if we knock them out, if we if we play our starters and beat Golden State in the they last game of the, the season, playoff. they don't make it. The Clippers make it. And they don't. So instead of Clippers out, Golden State makes it. It's almost like we want it because you got to remember, Don Nelson gave Avery the job. Don Nelson was the coach for Golden State yeah. at the time. So I don't know if it was like, man, we trying to prove something to Nelly or whatever, yeah. but that's that's what happened. And we got what we asked for yeah. because them boys was hungry, stacked Jack, yeah. Barnes. That's all, they had. Lee, Lee, that's all they had in them was one This was B. Diddy. <laughs> yeah, that was B. Diddy. He was, was Diddy. getting it. <laughs> and there wasn't nothing we could do. Like we, yeah. we we couldn't stop them. We ran into a buzzsaw. And like I said, but that year out of all the years was the year like you thinking, like, okay, we just lost in the second. Oh, no, we had just lost in the finals. In the finals. And we're like, we're going to get back. Yeah. And, man, it took four or five years before we got back, man. It was that long. Yeah. When, y- when y'all got back, which I feel like one of the, like, the most impressive thing, one of the most mm-hmm. impressive thing to me about you in that season is you played all 82 games yeah. and you went all the way to the finals and played like in every single game. Like That wasn't the most impressive thing he did that season. No, I'm not. I said one of the most impressive Getting things. Getting that damn tattoo before the oh, season. Oh, yeah. yeah let, me, let me get to all that. Okay, okay. Like, one of the things, like I say, I was impressed Crazy. with. Like, yeah, like yeah. guys don't play. 82. Definitely ain't doing that like, these like days. It, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't play 82. You play all 82 games and you play every games of every game in the playoffs. That's 120, 30 some games in a year. How was like tell me how how you even get the strength to even like play that much? How much we get beat up and little knickknack injuries and stuff for fun for you to even survive that? And when what day did you get the tattoo? Well, I'm going to credit the 0506 Heat for that, for building me up, because every offseason was geared to get back. Running to Miami. Man, running to Miami. So every <laughs> lap on the track, every sand pit, I hated every them laps jumper. on the oh, track, Oh, my boy. God, the track, see? They'll, they, they'll let you throw up and oh, still be man, like, yeah, yeah but you yeah, got to finish gotta your finish, set. You got another one. <laughs> but I'm telling you, but that's that's how passionate I was about winning, like getting to taste the finals and being around it. Like, you got to imagine my first finals, man, I'm averaging like 25. I am put 30 on 30 the first, first game. game. Yeah, I'm like, man, the MVP's yeah. coming. I'm, yeah. Shit you dream about when you one yeah. on none on the playground. Emulating Isaiah Thomas and all that. Because that's a real, that's yeah. a real, that's a real thought. Like, oh, I'm about to 
Man, what? I'm I'm should have been thinking that. Hold up. I never get one season. I kicked out the start of the season. I had like 31. I'm like, I'm not 31, boy. You thinking all-star game? I'm leading the league score. One game. I remember that. I scored 30. For the first game, right. I was top five in scoring. I ain't never been hey, top man. five. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real. But then was the thoughts that go through your head. But nah, but just getting back. So, you know, you you before the season, you know, you got you look over there, you got Tyson Chandler. Okay, we ain't never had an athletic big, big man, man, defensive right. player of the year. Play and you know how Tyson, he come in, how he talk. He, rebound, he get you ready. Okay, Tyson, we playing now or later? When we gonna play? Yeah. Like he talked to you like that. So I'm intense. Um then you got Jay Kidd is there now, the common president. Yeah. Like I was always on 10. It didn't matter what we was doing. I'm just like that. I'm bringing that type of energy. But he was like, yeah, we don't need to do that now. Like, and then how he talking to you. So his presence. Then you got Karan, instant offense. He's a bucket. Mm, yeah. He talking to everybody. I'm like, man, we we got something. We, man. we ain't had to. Then you got tricks who that you know if I that, know. Listen, listen, that was the difference the maker. Had, boy. He a hall a of famer in my eyes. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna just tell you. Is. You know, he in his eyes, is. he's a hall well, of famer. We know he does. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm talking about, but right. nah, he this is the same man that told me, Jet, nah, they giving out contract. No, my contract. No, look. I said, how much did you get paid? Max, max. No. I said, Tricks, how much was it? Max. No, I'm telling you, that's what it said. Max. Like, no, how much money did they give you? Max. No, I'm telling you, that, man, Max. Like, damn, mm-hmm. Tricks, okay, you got it. Oh, yeah, she is. She you is. a Max player. She is. <laughs> that's my brother. But we'll run through a wall, we'll to guard you ever. Right? So now we got the pieces. Then we had a good solid bench, young, you know, JJ Barrett, Sean Stevenson, dog. Dirk by himself. Yeah. So we got all these pieces, and it's like, man, are you kidding me? We finally got, we got it. Right. So it's like, okay, we had we have team bonding. We in Orlando. We had mm-hmm. D. Steve House. D. Steve got ATM. He got tattoo machine. He got all kind of bells and whistles over got there. Clear man. Oh, he got it. So the tattoo artist show up, boom, boom. Okay, D. Steve, like, man, y'all get whatever. I'm like, man, we've been talking about championship all training camp all week, man. I'm gonna just get the trophy, man. Okay. Get the trophy. Not no, not really thinking, but just knowing like, nah, we're gonna win this bitch. I'm telling you. Man, what I, was the players yeah. reaction? Your teammates and everybody yeah. reaction. Oh, like, they laughing. They laughing. Yeah, they laughing. I, I showed it right at in Orlando, right up for everybody bringing in one, two, three. I said, hold up, coach, check this out. Pull my shit back, take the tape off, yeah. and they see the trophy. Boom. They're like, ah, check crazy, man. Yeah. What is he thinking about? Nah, yeah. nah, okay, cool. You put it in that right. So we getting through the season, boom, have a little turbulence, get through that, boom, now we get to playoffs. Now Cass is thinking. So I put the picture, I had them screenshot the picture, boom, I put in everybody's locker, the tattoo, say everybody's locker. So now everybody's looking at it like, damn, he's serious. Like, he really want this. Like, nah, yeah, for real. Because Jake, he ain't got many years left. He done been to the finals mm-hmm. twice, ain't won, right? Tricks, you ain't been. We knocked you off, mm-hmm. right? Um D. Steve and them, they coming from the Wizards. Yeah. They ain't, they ain't, right. ain't nothing. No, nah. yeah. Tyson, he done been yeah. defensive player of the year, but yeah. he ain't won and nothing. They, and Dirk need this for right. the end of his legacy. Dirk need it. Mm-hmm. He need it. Because now it. the talks is KG got one, mm-hmm. Tim got, got multiple. Yeah. Are you really who you say you are? Right. right. So he trying to live through that. And then you got um, Carlisle. He was 
in the Eastern Finals two, three years, and then they fired him. Yeah. I never seen that before. So we all had something to prove. We all Mm -hmm. had a chip on our shoulder. And it was like, man, the time is now. And that was actually our model for the season. The time is now. Mm. And so, man, then getting there, like you said, getting to Miami, like it didn't matter. Like they talking about LeBron. Man, y'all believe in all that hype. I'm Shit, this is the same Miami team. They got the same ball boys. They got them big ass rings. That's ours. The, The equipment manager, they in there flossing their rings. I'm like, okay, right. We not leaving here until we get that ring, man. Let me ask you this. Did y'all beating the Lakers ass with all that hype with oh, yeah. everybody expecting the Lakers to beat y'all? Y'all beating yeah. the Lakers ass, did that prepare you for the, the hype around Miami? Well, you know the model. And mm-hmm. I say you can finish it, but the road to the championship go through what? Yeah, go through uh, LA. Right, go mm-hmm. through the champions. They mm-hmm. was the back-to-back champions, mm-hmm. but all the whispers was it might be Phil's last year. Kobe ain't really feeling pow. Like they like they looking a little tired out here. So yeah. after we started out in LA, we beat them. We knocked them off the first game. Like, oh, stole one. Yeah. Okay. And then now JK is giving us the confidence. He's like, that's all we came to get is one, but shit, why not get two? Yeah. Boom, knock him again. Oh, damn, we're up 2 0 and we going home? home? Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on with it. Third game come, we get him again. So yeah. then the fourth game comes, it's Mother's Day. My mother's in town, and I take her to the little um, pancake house around the corner. And she ordered her favorite pancakes. I ordered mine. So it just set the whole mood. I'm feeling this the greatest I ever felt as a professional. Like mm-hmm. something is in the air. It's in there. I feel we it. up 302. We playing with house money. So it's really like, man, squeeze. Just like yeah. what 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 you got to lose? Mm-hmm. Come out. Time out, time out. Before the game, did J Kid have y'all wear the all black suits? All black. Okay. Any closeout game. This is what you got to know about J.K. This you got to know about. I found this out when yeah. I played my last yeah. season with, with the, with the Knicks. Anytime yeah. J.K. get to an elimination game. All black everything. All black everything. Mm-hmm. All black everything. How was Dirk acting after he seen the video of LeBron them making fun of him about the sick stuff? Oh, he was really sick, though. He he wasn't. I know, I know he yeah. was really sick, but he. He wasn't tripping. He was, it, he was saying like he was pissed, too. <laughs> Man, he was pissed because he was sick. Like, yeah. if you knew Dirty, he he couldn't be sick. Like, yeah. he never got sick. Yeah. Like, he had to, the it's just so disgusting. But he got the thing where you spray his nose and yeah, train his, all that. Yeah, all it's it. like, he never got sick. Yeah. And he's like, in this moment, like, it can't, it just can't be, so I can't he didn't, be he didn't even, sick. He didn't even entertain nah, LeBron and D-Wade that. It was more like boy. people like uh, Karan and D-Steve, like, ah, yeah, they talking shit. We, man, yeah. we, they ain't like that. Look at them. They clowning us. Da, da, da. I'm like, man, we ain't worried about that, man. Stay focused. Stay locked in. What was you saying to LeBron? They, I, you, you, you made rap songs for talking nah, shit. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I let D. Steve and them do all that. Yeah. Like, they did all the talk. See, my talk was, so Dirk called me out after game two. We go home. It's game three. Actually, we were. it was 1-1. Game three, we lose. So after game three, he called me out because I was only averaging like 15. But LeBron's guarding me. We haven't really designed nothing for me to run around and get off. I mean, shit, well, I'm not ISOing LeBron. Like, I'm up. doing that. Big That's not even our game. <laughs> right. Like, So y'all ain't really doing nothing to help me get off. But okay, it's all good. Okay, I got something for that. All right, cool. I tell the media, yeah, he guard me for three games. He can't, he can't, he can't, he can't guard me for seven, though. It's a seven-game series. So then they took it out of context. Like, I'm me right, and LeBron. Shoot, it ain't got nothing to do with him. Like, my man called me out. I'm really talking to him, but I ain't talking to him. Yeah. So now I'm in my own thing. Like every time I touch it, I'm squeezing. Yeah. He don't know that, but that's what I'm doing. And when I get in that mentality, it's on. It's, on. it's nothing you can do. Dirk. 
the playoff run and the ass busting he did oh the whole my God. playoff. Incredible. Like, have you seen? Have you ever seen that great of basketball consistently? Never seen it. Never seen it in a two month span. Like how he how he worked it. Like cause like he he played some of the best teams. It, you know what I'm saying? He played the best player. They had everybody guarding him, it, and he bust everybody ass. So every single Dirk one. play. Just playing Dirk played and play all time. Was crazy. Dirk get in a mode like that. You got to sit back and just enjoy it because you're witnessing greatness. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that I knew was that they didn't know, he does that in his workout. So all he's doing is, I said, if you put the work in, the game becomes a workout. Mm-hmm. That's all he was doing was working out. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter who was guarding You couldn't stop it because he was getting to his spot <laughs> over here, over here, and that's what he did. No but dribbles. It, it was no dribbles. It was every day, though. He yeah. did. I watched this routine. I'm on the other end. He's on this end, and we working, and I'm watching him, and this is the shit he's doing to these people, whether we on the road or whether we at home. How much did J-Kid compliment your game and make uh, it easy for you like uh like just doing that season yeah. that process because like jk is my all-time favorite yes, point sir. guard. I, that's one of the, the one person i always wanted to play with mm-hmm. like but i seen like when you playing with him it it what it was no more talk about or oh, can he run a point can he play right. the two or something like that it's like jk took that completely out the way and it made it more comfortable to know what you need to do and how you need to be successful so did he yeah. Kind of bring that. No, Jay Kidd allowed you to star in your role. Each and every one of our guys maximized their individual talent because we had a point guard that understood what we needed every time out on the floor. And he would tell you, man, just run your route. You might not get this but it's three or four times, but I'm telling you, just keep running. Keep Eventually it's going to come to you. Hard, just trust that. Hard Cutting hard, hard, running hard, going. screening hard, playing good defense. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's what his thing with me was. He was going to reward me if I was engaged on defense and I gave effort. And so for me, it was like, well, shit, he's picking up 94 feet. I ain't got to worry about nothing. That's all I got to worry about. Because when I was open, the ball was coming. Mm -hmm. So do the other shit. Do worry about that shit for us. And I'm going to make sure you get the rock. And when you have that reassurance, it just makes the game so much easier for you. Did you add anything to the tattoo after y'all won it? Nothing. nothing? I got a stupid ass tattoo. What was the... but after that, the tattoo was just was the trophy. The or did it, had, it had the Pacific date uh-huh. and, and dates on it. You like, said the Larry O'Brien. Just, I just had the Larry O'Brien. Larry O'Brien so you yep. didn't add the, the year or nothing. Nothing. Like that. You got to add the year, baby. You got to add the year to that. I just want to keep it what organic. Was stupid ass. <laughs> stupid ass tattoo. So I I played one more year in Dallas. The lockout happens. They didn't want to pay me. So I um well they did want to pay me, but it was way below market value. So I ended up going to Boston. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at Boston, like KG, Pierce, right, he did it again. Rondo, Raiden left. the leprechaun on you. Right, I put That's the, what the leprechaun, leprechaun with the trophy. I remember that. Hey, the, <laughs> the leprechaun, leprechaun on the top. Let me ain't going to start two times that, nah, man. <laughs> man. How many championships does the Celtics have won in their history? Like, man. you ain't finna make nothing happen over there. It just it happens. Like, yeah. you can't, and I tried to, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't work, but I really believed it too. That's just that's the crazy thing about it. that's how crazy I am. I, I really one of the believe. things I always ask about Boston, man, when I went to Boston, mm-hmm. man, just the, the aura of the history when you oh, walk in that locker room, when you walk man. in that gym. How was that for you? You know, you to play in the league, you played for a couple of teams, and just to go to you know the Lakers in that yeah, Boston organization, man. or two different organizations that you feel the 
the history of it. Yeah, was you it feel like it. It's like a, a mystique, an aura, because like yeah. you said, you watched Lakers Celtics growing up. Mm-hmm. You've seen all that magic bird. Like you, you, you've seen it. Then you're in the locker room. Then they don't help you because mm-hmm. the shit's still old as hell. Mm-hmm. Like they still got Stain, smoke. Yeah, stains the stains on, on the banners. They black they're and like, white. They're smoking black and miles in the practice facility. I don't know what they're doing in here. Then you go to the lockers, but then on the lockers, they got the metal plate where they got all the X yeah, the Celtics X-Flip, that yeah. had that locker. They had that locker. Oh man, that yeah. turned me. I was turned. Yeah. So just just being around that, they even had the old hot. I said the hot tub ain't even in the ground. It's standing on top of the. I was like yeah. that ain't no hot tub. Like y'all just put some <laughs> hot water in a plastic container. Yeah. But but nah, it was it was tough, man. But it was fun. And I only played one season. But every time I go back, they treat me as if I won a championship. If like I was there for four mm. five years. Yeah. And uh, it was a great experience. Great experience playing for that organization. Talk about going to Brooklyn, like, t- like time out. I just, be, just, just before, like, let me just ask this, like, cause, like, I know what I thought. Right? Was you amongst the group, like, oh yeah, we about to get one, Man. we about at least Joe one. We Johnson, going to join Joe, we Barry got Williams. KG, Ticket, Brooke Lopez, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Deep like, Will, Brooke, like what? It was all that. And then J-Kid was the coach, so right. I'm already thinking, like, I'm cool. But see, I came in hobbling, man. I was hurt. First time I ever had surgery in my life, uh, so I wasn't healthy. So I was spending a lot of my time rehabbing, you know, when I wasn't flying on the helicopter with KG. I was like, man, man listen, man. helicopter? Man, listen, now, man. See, this is that, see, this is that West Side Highway. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Maybe to the go. Hamptons, yeah, maybe to right. Philly, maybe to, you never know. I'm just saying, oh, I, I'm, look, I spent listen, four man. years in New York. I, I, I wasn't in the same tax bracket as KG, but you know <laughs> I had I had good friends. I made a, I made a helicopter listen. trip or two in my time over there, so I know what you're talking That's about. That's the there. problem right there. That wasn't it for me. See, I'm hanging with KG every day. Both ends of the candle. Oh, man, burning both ends, man. (laughs) The bus is leaving to go to Philly. We not on the bus. He like meet me over on the west side. Boom, we get to the helipad. We on get the chopper. I've never been on the chopper in my life. Get to the chopper, no. <laughs> Oh my god, we flying past the Statue of Liberty. I didn't flew past my little condo. I said, Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god, right there. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't even know we could so, travel man, you like thinking, this. Right, you we about to be trafficking everything. Oh, you be the team man, there and everything. Everybody landing on top of the arena. Like we just, it yeah. just was too much. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the first time in my professional career where I wasn't quite professional all the time. <laughs> and I wasn't playing. Like, come on now. I don't got nothing else to do. Nah, so by All-Star break, Jay was like, nah, you ain't got it no more. And they traded me uh, to Sacramento, but I never showed up. Yeah. Oh, they still mad at me for that. But at that particular time, my career, I still thought I had something left, which yeah. I ended up going to Houston the next season. And I actually, we went to the Western Conference Final with Dwight and um, James Harden and Trevor Reza in that group. And I actually did have a little bit left until the next year. Steph Curry got a hold of me. Yeah. I ain't had nothing left. Yeah. You know that moment when you realize it's over for you? Yep. Yeah, he got me. It was over for me. <laughs> Time out. Mm-hmm. Because before we move on, I do want to say when I realized it was over for me, but I want to ask you more about New York nightlife. You don't, you, you, you didn't really get the experience there. He didn't get he, you know, he, he took a couple tr- East Coast nah, nah, road trips. He, we know that it's different when you live and play there. All right. You know what I'm saying? You live and play there. Like you said, you said this is the first time your career where it got a little bit away from you. Oh, I got away. It ain't no secret. Mm -hmm. It was because, I mean, I think, you know, obviously you weren't playing that much, but it was New York City. Right. See, the thing for me was I'm used to going out to dinner, you know, and we just dinner. Then after dinner, okay, (laughs) something else, maybe. Dinner turned into the move the tables and the DJ start playing. All right here. 
I said, man, I thought we was just eating dinner. Where's the dessert? Where the, you know what I mean? No, it's going down. Um, 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 oh, <laughs> man. And the stars is walking in. So it's just that type of environment. Now you look up, it's five, six in the morning, but shoot arounds at nine or 10. And it's, okay, oh, this is what we're doing. Damn. And then tomorrow, oh, same thing. But it's Tuesday. It, every day. Like, it it's every day. It's like Tuesday. It's every Tuesday. day. Oh, it's, man. It's every day. Something going on somewhere in the city. Too crazy. You know, we we get to this league, and you know, we see guys, and man, nicknames be dope. Yes, like, sir. We always want want a nickname, somebody to call us something, and it'd be a dope one. Right. The jet. Right. And the the celebrate. You know, we celebration guys. We bring. Yeah. It's literally not my, been one time that me and him see each other. I don't come in like this. He don't come in like that. Like every single time. I don't care how long. How was it to you know just for people to call you jet? And you know, like your, your NBA peers, man. You, yeah. you 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 see a, a guy like a Magic Johnson. Be like, What's up, Jet? And yeah. you know these guys. He be like, man, he called me Jet. Like, no, it, it's it's something that you can never really put into words. But I will tell you, like, I, I came in JT and I left out the Jet. Like, and that's all because of my time in Dallas. And it's funny the story goes. So. Nelly's coaching us. He, he, I didn't know his time was winding down. Nobody did, but his time was winding down. So one game, he brings me off the bench. I'm a little pissed off. So every time I scored, we're playing Utah. Every time I scored, I just took off. Fly <laughs> by him on the bench. Fly by running, him. Fly running by fast him. back on yeah, D. Yeah, running back on D. <laughs> so we come, the next day, we come into practice. And Nelly starts looking, and he walks by me. We're stretching. He walks by me. In all the years of basketball, I never seen a mockery of the game like this. What the hell you flopping around like a damn bird for? What the <laughs> hell is that shit? And I think it was Stacker. Somebody was like, nah, coach, that, that's the jet, man. Man, the jet plane, man. You see how he was out there? I really had a good game, too, but he, he didn't acknowledge that part. Yeah. But a couple weeks later, he ended up leaving. But he was from the old school. Yeah. He like he didn't like celebrating. He didn't like people wearing headbands yeah, we or ran none of that stuff. All of that. We got, we got yeah. some of that, too. That's all I was going to ask you. So like, any time in your career where a coach was like, Jerry Sloan. Jerry Bingo. Sloan legit told D. Steve, we don't want the motherfuckers doing none of that shit. We wow. don't want to see none of this shit and all that. Fuck that. Doc really? told me when I got to Boston, uh, the, the year after they won the championship, and uh, we was in preseason, I scored a couple of buckets. So, you know, I'm feeling myself. I thought I scored on it. You know, tap, tap, and went on down court, did my thing. So the next practice, we bring it in, and he was like, yeah, there's this this a team. None of that individual stuff. None of that celebrating stuff. Wow. That was the first coach who ever told me that was on the team. Like, I didn't heard coaches from other teams right. say, like, man, he, he doing this and doing that. But that was the first coach that I was actually on the same team that was Dang. like, yeah. I would have told Doc Rivers right there, like, all right, you go head on some damn way. Wow. I'm about to do like, this you know, shit. I'm, I'm at the end of my yeah, career. Yeah, he was doing I'm trying the, he was to make the team. I ain't trying to. I'd have been no asshole. type of nah, especially I'd have been an asshole. Right. Like, especially, what you talking about? I didn't think this my me. whole career, bro. Like, like, I'm, like my coach. whole. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a KG fanatic. Right. I wanted to play with Ticket and all, Ray and all them, man. I wanted to really make See, I don't, I don't think coaches, I been able to take and now being on the other side and being a coach myself, like, I don't think they understand, like, that's part of you. That's the pump like, up. Yeah, that's, that's the up. swag. That's the rhythm. This so <laughs> my guys, I live, man, y'all do what you need to do to get ready. This the part I don't like get. Us. You played the game. Yeah. Why are you the one saying that? Yeah, like, yeah. but like, like guys. That's square to me. Guys like went us. Off. <laughs> like, guys like us kind of started this celebration stuff in the league where you see oh, every single now, guy, right? they got yeah. something that oh. they doing. And they, they they doing it every time now when they ain't never oh, used to. Oh, type of stuff going on. They ain't never used to Mellow. do it. You only seen the few. And it's celebrated though, yeah, now. Like, like, we used to get, yeah. get oh, like, we used to be trying to hot dog and show up the game. But I like, said that about the shooting. 
I was like, see, our area, oh, you shoot Lord, three, four mercy. threes a game, five, six threes. The team might take 11, 12 threes. Yeah. One guy taking 12, 15 threes now. True. Remember Jay Will, White Chocolate? You couldn't tell me he couldn't shoot where Steph and them shooting from. Yeah. He used to come across half court and launch. They, He'd have been amazing. Man, they tore him up for that. Every time they tore they, him they up for took his, They took his, that's like his superpower. They stripped yeah. him of that. Man. But nowadays, you know, they, they, they don't. And I, I, I applaud them for that now, for, for making that change. Because, you know, these young boys, think if you told Damon Lillard he couldn't pull up from where he'd be pulling up from. Put that time on. Yeah, he'd be a shell of himself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he he's only doing it because the defense is pushing more right, up on him. Right, You know what I'm saying? Right. He explained why he's doing the it. The threat of being like, man, I got to stretch my, my so, distance so up. So Doc shut you down with the knuckle. I ain't know, I don't remember that. Yeah, Doc shut I'm me down. I'm saying, like, I would have said something. Nah, like, I do this my whole career. What the hell yeah. you mean? Talking about individual, like, you hooped. You know better than this. This is getting me hype. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Doc. Was KG got, on the team then? Take, take he didn't tell KG to stop all that screaming and spitting. Nah, and hell no. Nah. See what I'm saying? That's why. That's they why. Too. That's the main reason I got mad. Like hell no. That was to me. To me, that was a sign that I was. Yeah, they ain't finna pick me to be on this team. Like, come on, man. They, they none. Big Baby is my guy. But Big Baby and Scalabrini didn't make a bucket all month. See what <laughs> and, I'm saying? And they cut me. But you know, it's all good. All love, Doc. Doc, right. my guy. I don't appreciate that part, Doc. Everything else cool. <laughs> Come on, Doc. Move to start a movement. You're not the first, Ooh. you know, to win the win the six man of the year, but you won the more popular six man of the yeah. year award winners. Like to see how the six man of the year evolved, to see some of the guys who won six man of the year and then move on and maybe win MVP or be an MVP of yep. the finals. Like Explain to us how important a six man is and what they bring to the table for a team yeah. to be winning and how how important that award is to this to the league. I don't think there's any six man that has ever been in that role that couldn't have been in a starting role for whatever team he was mm -hmm. on. Yeah. So that selfless act in itself, to me, is what brings prestige to that that award, position, yeah. that award. And to be selfless, that means you're a team guy. And you'll do whatever it takes for your team to have success. I did it in college. We didn't win a national championship. Did it in the league. We win mm -hmm. a, a world championship. So for me, um, it was like you had your own little interest, man. I, I took pride in it. Like mm -hmm. I'll go over there and hype it up too. I'll ride the bike for 10, 15, because I knew when I came off the bike, the camera would pan to me. <laughs> and then I knew. And then Carlisle was cool too. Carlisle let me know, okay, at six minute timeout, you oh, know he gave you come, your minutes. No, he, yeah, he gave my minutes. Care, on what's the going yeah, that's on. love yeah, too. You, you know that. Yeah, right? for you, to, you know it. You all know. <laughs> yeah. We wasn't always starters. For be a bench player to know when you coming yeah, in. That's like big. didn't matter what was going on in the game, up 20, down to yeah. six minute mark, boom, jet take off. Yeah. So Dallas had the little thing. The jet is on the runway. Then I take flight, sprint to get in that game. So that was cool. You tell, had to make it special. You know what I mean? Tell me this though. Mm -hmm. How how dope is it for you to see like something that you kind of like you say you didn't start it, but you was part of that. You mm -hmm. was part of the lineage of six man guys. My new obviously, but you was right behind that. And then to see Maul yeah. coming to the scene, and, and we all know. That just like Listen, you said, man. every single player that's won that award, they 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 could start, and we know that Maul of anybody, he could boogie down anybody. Like today, he could start on the team and boogie somebody down right now, right this <laughs> second. So Get like that man with, with some hoop shorts and some shoes, and he gonna boogie somebody. Right now. He got a fifty so, piece for it. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that he coming from up under you, you know the yeah. relationship y'all mm -hmm. got in Seattle to see him moving to that and for you to know him because if we know him like I know him, that's not something yeah. that was easy for a Jamal no, Crawford. This no. was nowhere near close an easy thing. 
So when I, because I remember it, they tried it in New York. The D'Antoni did, and he was, no, no, no. And then he left, and then I saw when it finally happened. And for me, knowing all the way I knew him, for, to, to see him accept it, really buy into it, mm-hmm. then flourish the way he did, like I was proud of him to see, because I know that that wasn't in him. Right. That was not what he wanted to do at all. He was like, hell no. Nah. And to, to a man, he, he was one of them people that like, he was right in his man, like, nah, I know, I suppose, you know what I'm nah, saying? He was one of them sure. dudes that was right. And he's still 16, 17 years later, 19 years in the league, he could have been starting. So when you say that, like, how does that make you feel to see him take it to another level and win three of them? No, nah, that's that's amazing. Like, he's a Hall <laughs> of Famer in itself for that accomplishment alone. Nobody else will ever had. I mean, him, Lou Will, mm-hmm. uh, Manu Ginobili. Manu just went in. Yeah, he just went in. So you got to put those that guy in the Hall of Fame. Like he's done something nobody has ever done. To me, that's what a Hall of Famer is. Facts. And then um, you know, guys before me, like I, like I said, Seattle basketball, Dallas Shrimp, Ricky Pierce. You know, those are some yeah, six real. men back in the day that I that I looked up to and admired. Live so bag right there, right. Dallas Shrimp. Yeah, right. Right. Check him in the gang. Get to the corner. Let <laughs> yeah, it go. Get to on the corner. Let it fly. You feel? But, uh, nah, man, it just. Just, it's just amazing to watch and to see somebody like a Jamal Crawford because you can't tell me he couldn't still be playing in our league right now. Mm-hmm. Last time he and played, I was, he had 50, man. I was at the game. This is <laughs> Dirk's last game in Dallas. I'm sitting courtside, he and I'm watching my little brother. Sons and he ain't yeah. On be Dirk's doing night now. Right. That's more too. Ball ain't talking. He ain't saying nothing. He just giving you buckets. Looking crazy when he get locked in. Right. 50 everything, everything dropping. I mean, just special, special talent. Tell me this: you, 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 you've now obviously you through hooping, you through doing your thing on the court. Like, what? When did you decide I want to coach, and how did you know that this was what you wanted to do at any level? Well, well, for me, throughout my life, my passion is for people, and my purpose is in, to inspire others. Mm-hmm. And the way I can do that is using basketball as my platform. And so as a coach, being in that position, looking up to all my former coaches uh, that have mentored me and that have taught me the game of basketball and the game of life along the way, I wanted to do that. I wanted to give back in that mm-hmm. in that aspect. And, you know, I've done it at the high school level. For 15 years, I've done it for AAU girls basketball sure, here girls, in Dallas. Yeah, that was dope. Um, then went to the University of Arizona and did it for one year and now doing it in the G League for a year as a head coach. Um, I've been able to, you know, realize – uh, live out, you know, my dream and my purpose. I'm gonna tell you, like I tell all the guys, you know, our peers just doing it, dog. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm not it. I'm not there yet to say mm-hmm. I want to coach, but like for, for, for y'all, I know the value that we have. Mm-hmm. The, the, those of us that are able to, to articulate, you know, take what mm-hmm. we've learned and, and be able to give it back to kids right. in the right way and do that and pour into them. Like for y'all that's doing that, bro, like. Cause I always say, like, how would I have looked like if I had, like, if Jason Terry was my coach? Like, I don't be looking at him wide eyed because I know what you've right. done. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's a difference than having, and it's no disrespect because my, some of my favorite best coaches, they didn't, I never knew what, if they played or whatever they did in mm-hmm. the game. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I just know that when I'm looking at somebody who looked like me, mm-hmm. came from the same places or type of places that I no came from, from. And, then, and you know what I'm saying? You've been where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And not you seeing people. No, you've been. You can right. tell me your experiences from being there. Like, to me, that's priceless, bro. Like, yeah. to me, what y'all doing 
and giving our our community, our little kids, and even when I when we get to be teenagers and young adults, like mm-hmm. for us to be able to look to y'all and y'all the ones that's teaching them and learning from them. And, to me, that's that's just creating more of y'all. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's letting guys that y'all talking to know that they could become y'all at one point. You know what I'm saying? No different than when we was looking up to Jordan saying we could hoop. Now you mm-hmm. you inspiring somebody to so say I could be a coach one day. A lot of it, 90% of it for me, like being in that seat now as a head coach, is about life skills mm-hmm. and getting motivation and getting guys to, you know, realize like, look, I want to empower you along your journey to take ownership in your journey, not mine. Like, I had my run. Right. Now, I can show you how I did it and tell you, like, get to the gym early, stay late, and do all that. But you got to believe in it. You got to live. You got to understand, like, what do you do great? What do you bring to the table that nobody else in here does that I can count on every single night? And that your teammates look at you and say, man, yeah, we want him doing that every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, man, you're going to live out your wildest dreams. And I empower my guys, man. I don't be, I'm not the coach that'll tell you. Ah, yeah, don't shoot. Nah, he can't shoot or he can't do or he. Right. No, no, no. What you can do. Like, I'm talking about the good shit you do. Because for every one thing that you do wrong, there's 10 things that this young man does great for us. And if you get them to buy into that, man, they will do anything for you, man. And, you know, all of us have fall short of glory in some way or another. Right. We're no one of us is perfect. We all human. Mm -hmm. So I don't try to make it like I'm up here and they down here. I humble myself. I talk to them. They respect me when I walk into that room. And when I speak, they listen. And, and man, it's a good relationship because as much as I count on, as they count on me, I count on them too mm-hmm. now. Win them like, games. Yeah. yeah I, need them to, I need them to hit that free throw. <laughs> Come on, man. We was, we was eight free throws short from being in the playoffs this year, and I'm still hurt by it. Let me, like, go let ahead. Let me ask you this. Uh, like, these last two years, the G League has been helping out with oh, so much talent. Man in the league of guys going up and down and so forth on. Just speak about the talent and and how great this G League is. Because I feel like at first I was like, uh, but then when I started really seeing guys, I started really paying attention to them G League games that be on TV and seeing the talent that's coming up and down and and then some that stay. Just tell us about the G League and the talent that they have there. Because like a lot of people just don't know. It's games is good. Like the shit you see in the NBA, You will see in the G League. Oh, you you see it. <laughs> Guys You'll... getting buckets, dunking, all this shit. Man, they getting to it. And and the thing about it is, so for how it starts out, like in October, we do like a, a local tryout. Mm-hmm. So you have guys that pay money to come and show right. you that they can, sure hoop. They can mm-hmm. hoop. And then they got three hours. And in that three hours, you got to be able to identify the talent and know uh-huh. that somebody can get down. Mm-hmm. I took three guys this year out of the local tryout. Two of them started for me. The other guy we ended up cutting later in the season. But, man, you only get 10 roster spots. Yeah. So it's 10 spots. So you can imagine how these games and how these practices, how competitive they mm-hmm. are. I can't remember it's the crazy. kid from the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. He did the same thing. He made yeah. the G League. <laughs> he actually got a deal, though. He made like 30, 40 million. He got signed to the Magic. I can't remember his name. He did the same thing. He made Damn, the, team. He made the G too. League team. He made yep. Austin. Simmons. 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 That's him. He overseas Simmons. now, but Simmons. Yeah. But still, he, he came he, and got a check. Yeah. I remember he made that. a yeah. bad. He made the yeah. team Austin, and then he mm-hmm. made the Spurs, and then he got the play. Then yeah. he got a deal. He made it with the Spurs. With, then he, he got went a deal from the Magic. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I tell a lot of these kids. Like, okay, they have this league. It's sort of like the farm system, but each team is connected to an affiliate team. Yeah, so... So for you, there's no bigger tryout, no bigger audition than, than right here. Yeah. 
Like out of sight, out of mind. You can go overseas and hoop and get a little bad, yeah, yeah. whatever. But they're never gonna see you. They yeah. might see a couple highlights. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you stay here, somebody's watching you every single night. Yeah. And that's what I had to try to convince a guy like Isaiah Thomas, Lance Stevenson. Like I had to convince those guys. Like, I'm so look, proud man, of them guys, man. man I'm so up. proud of them, Because like it's, it's, our ego is so high. We, yes. we we so confident in ourselves. It's hard to humble yeah. us ourselves all the way down that deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for them guys to do it, man, Lance can still play and he, he out there looking good. Play. Isaiah can still play and he out but there looking good. But a lot of it is, like you said, from management side, it's the perception, right? Yeah. How they perceive Lance to be. I never heard nothing bad about I never Lance. Heard I competed bad against Lance. him. Mm -hmm. I knew how tough of a competitor he was, yeah. but I didn't know what the perception was till they sent me these little reports. They got reports, man. The shit is, man, give me all the paper you got over there is that thick on these guys. Even on us, like when we mm -hmm. play, yeah, he do this, this, and this. He hang out. This is this is his circle of friends. Da, 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 da. Like all this negative intel that they're getting, which is nothing but hearsay. And so for me, I was like, Nah, man, I'm not doing none of that, bro. Can he play? Right? Mm -hmm. Can he play for us? Yeah. Can I get him to be the best version of himself? I don't yeah. care what his history was. We all got it. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to change that narrative. That's why we got to be more in these positions to change do. them. Because we of understand. Yeah, like sometimes the politics that, of the and game they won't even made give him, him an opportunity. And this is the thing the that politics I've... of the game made yes. him be there. Because there's times where I'm at the organization and coaching. I yes. come in that motherfucker. I'm like, fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want y'all to feel it. Nah, I ain't finna practice hard today and all that. I'm pissed. You know what I'm saying? But. It's the politics of the game, of and that don't mean that that person ain't who he is. But I told them, use this platform to create your own narrative. Look at Gerald Green. Gerald Green went back and got a went championship. Back. I just, I just got back. through DMing back and forth yeah. with him, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. bro, I'm super yeah. fucking happy for you, bro. Yeah. Use it. Like, use no it. real talk. Like, you, you got a chip. Nobody, you might not never get another chip ever yeah. in your life, but you got that one. Got like, that you know one. what I'm saying? Like, and how you got it. You grinding, you went, yeah, you grind, and you you tough. contributed too. Like that you was a tough. part of that. And then the other part about the G League that I want to say before we move on, because like I, I gotta give them their flowers. Cause I remember on a couple weeks back we talked to Chris Paul. You know he the president, mm -hmm. and he spoke on the important like they saved the season, bro. Yo, they yeah. like let's not fucking oh, cut no point. Like saying, people was like, talking man, crazy. They, like, who are years. these dudes <laughs> in the game? Like, hey, bro, like why you cracking jokes and talking? Right. First of all, respect this person. He's a person. But second of all, you wouldn't even be watching the game tonight if these dudes weren't available to come right. and put, the, you know, Cancel. make the team mm -hmm. be games a, a full team. Mm -hmm. All them games would have been getting no shot. Everybody was getting out. Yep. For the COVID like that leads the G League. Saved the last two NBA seasons, bro. Yeah, man. When COVID ravaging the league and Cleans ain't they calling these boys up Think and like that. it was like twofold. They getting to live out some dreams, but like they literally were the backbone. They saved it. Like in professional sports, you think about times where that has similarly happened. It's like in football, they had they called them the replacements, the replacement right. players, and they mm -hmm. came in and played. This is very baseball, similar. Minor in league. basketball, it's the first time it happened. Baseball too. Yeah, it's the first time it's happened. Luckily, we had the G League to pull these guys. And it didn't dip. Like, that's what I'm talking right. about. Our product didn't take right. no plummet. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, because dudes guys was coming ready. in mm -hmm. hooping. Now, my product took a little dip. <laughs> I had to fill my whole roster. You know what I'm saying? I didn't finish the season with nobody that I started the season with. Like, it was crazy. But, like I said, that's what the league is designed to do. Nah, I was glad these guys for... lived out their dream, man. I was, I was proud mm -hmm. of those guys. Yeah, I was happy for them, you know, because mm -hmm. you got to know this, like, 
Without that situation, some guys never get to see their jersey, oh. their name on an NBA jersey. Yeah. It's like, it's the, no matter how good they play in the G League, that's just the facts for some Man, guys. So that was like, yeah, like that was a cool thing for them. And like while it was cool, like they legit saved the league. Right. They saved the season. Like and I th- I think they should be credited for that. Oh, they got I, th- I think it's dope when they have guys like uh, like Clay Thompson and, and them guys that Go down, when they coming come down the from a bad injury. Like, look, let, let me go yeah, see you cool. down there and play yeah. two, three games with yeah. them to just get some shot up, get in there, get some shot up, get Those some run down, just to play with Clay you to go Thompson. Start playing. Like, yeah. G League is turning to, like I said, I was weary on it at first, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I admire it and I see how important it is to yeah. this league, and I'm glad they did it. Nah, you know it's, it's, it's dope, man. It's, it's you know, Sharif is is up there in the front office. Yeah. Malik Rose, uh, my guys. dear sweet brother Noomsi. Yeah, <laughs> Malik. Them guys, man, they do a, they do a great job. And like you said, man, it's just another platform for us to showcase our talent. And shit, like you said, they can really play though. Yeah, they can these really guys play. can get it. Every guy they bring up, yeah, they a boy. <laughs> they just <laughs> they need that boy. opportunity, man. Start bench trade because we too good to be getting cut by somebody. Nah, we can't cut nobody. We can't cut nobody's but trade. Stephen Curry. Isaiah Thomas. Which one? Allen Iverson. Which one? Huh? It's two Isaiah Little Thomas. Zeke. You talking about Zeke. You talking about Zeke. You talking about Zeke. OG Zeke. Like, you know, yeah, when you put him in there. Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson, small guards. All of your buckets. What do you say? Start and do what? Start, bench, or trade. Man, they got to play, man. <laughs> you walk into the gym and you got them in your locker room, man. Hey, man, y'all, we're going to figure it out. We're going three-guard lineup. Who's going to start now? <laughs> you can't even pick a starter? Start all three of them. See, we we going to rumble. Who they who they starting? And then we're going to figure it out. We're going to match up with them. Shit, they can't guard us. I might start all three of them. Ain't nobody ever did that. Hey, listen, man. Who you, you, you gonna pick? Yeah, I gotta go with all three you of them. Starting all of them. All three. You ain't gonna give us nothing. Yeah. He ain't benching yeah, nobody. He ain't benching nobody and trading nobody. Hey, well, I'll tell you this, and I'm a politician to a <laughs> certain extent. So we'll give Zeke, you know what I mean? We used to OG. Senor. We'll let the OG, he might run a quick three minutes. You know, his legs ain't like they used to be. Let him get his <laughs> off. You know, Steph just proved to you in the playoffs, he can come off the bench and give you 30. Yes, you know, Chuck did. already told you, look, he's never coming off the bench for nobody <laughs> in his career. <laughs> so him and Zeke are starting the backcourt. How about yeah, they, that? They kind of, that, that, that kind of, you know, separate, dealt with itself. Nah, for sure. For hey, this, sure. this is the question I like to ask, though, and mm-hmm. I know you should have something good for me. This is my man, JT Money, a.k.a. A to Jet. Probably, I don't know if it was on your first or second, you let me know, but whenever you felt like you had a little nice little pocketbook money that you mm. wanted to treat you, now I don't want to hear about it, we know. Everybody got mom something nice, took care of the crib, or took care of the family. I'm talking about something that we would call just like you out here, you straight, you straight, just you stunning, stunning. Like this was all, this was stunning purposes only. Like, I want to hear one of them purposes, one of them purchases where you just went out there like, yeah, I'm I'm being mannish, being foolish, I'm just (laughs) Just being young and being young and in it right now. Yeah, man. And you started off ATL, so I I, I think we probably, I, I can't. Didn't you have like a, a old school, a black old school, long joint, Lincoln yeah. or something? Uh, um, 66 Impala, blue one. Okay, Midnight man. blue. Okay, yeah. I remember that. Gold flakes on the gold, triple gold D's. On them gold yeah, D's. Yeah, yeah, those some D's on that whole West Coast to the fullest. <laughs> but nah, man, I think my most managed moment was after we won a championship. Ooh, I oh, got to hear this. This is so. Now see, ladies and gentlemen, for, you, for those that don't know, the, the, the moments 
in the summer after a pro player winning the championship, that is some of the most arrogant shit you might ever see. So please proceed. Because you went to the Western Finals too, though, right? I didn't win. I don't want to hear that shit. You won a damn trophy. You collect all the playoff money. That's what I was going to tell you. But the bonus, yeah, the check, bonus was the nice, check, but I didn't. But yeah, I, it, it was but, not a celebrate celebrating time for me. That championship check? Oh, man. So I go in the B of A. I cash mine out. But it took Oh, you took the check? Nah, you, took took you wanted the cash? 10 days to get it. Y'all hear that, ladies and gentlemen, when you go to, to Bank of America, when you want some big money, it's going to take 10 days. How much was it? Quarter million. It was quarter a quarter million. million. 250. You just Walked into the cash. Bentley dealership with a with a Cuban cigar in my robe with oh, the hat oh, still on. With the <laughs> robe. Championship, championship robe. hat with a robe. Was it a Versace robe? Championship robe. What kind of oh, championship robe? It got the finals logo right here. You know Cuban took care of It got the Maverick logo on the back. I wore this robe for a year straight. A year straight, I wore this robe. They hate it because I always had the cigar in there. Boom! I didn't, <laughs> I didn't light it. I didn't light it. I didn't light it. Walked into the Bentley dealership, handed them two fifty cash. Walked out with the black on black Bentley GT Continental. Man, I don't know why I did that. That wasn't the move. That was not the move. <laughs> Cashed out right on the spot. Let me explain to you why it was the move. Number one, because you're still good today. You deserved it. I'm no, no, no. I'm gonna tell you because you because you're good. Listen, three years after retirement, not the move. Because you because you 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 survived it. You good today, uh, and you live to tell this great story. Because just you showing up to a dealership with the NBA championship hat, with the robe, the robe, and a cigar. I don't even think I had a shirt on, and I think did I had you have on, on some slides or some Uggs or what type Remember of feet? Remember the Grays? I yep. think I had cool the Uggs on. Cool. The cool grays, the grays you wear underneath. You, you, man, I think I ain't had no shorts, no jeans, no sweats, nothing. Just the grays, no shirt, and a robe. Did you have the long socks on? And the socks. <laughs> uh, extra managed. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, speaking of that, let me ask you about the after winning the championship in Miami, the party at Lil. Man. Like how, how could, how could y'all just party nice. in Miami and, and, and not just go back to Dallas? Y'all partied in Miami and live in they most famous club. Mm, man, and then how much did Cuban drop? Like oh 700? <laughs> but for me, that was the most humblest, humblest, however you want to say the word. I was most humbled in that moment, right? I let them go to the party. I let the bus leave. I went back to my hotel room and got on my knees and prayed for about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, I caught the tail end of it. Yeah. So when I got to the club, I just walked in right at the time where the wheelbarrow was coming out. It's a wheelbarrow? Wheelbarrow full of ice. The, the bottle was as long as it's taken. Yeah, I saw the big ass bottle. <laughs> oh, man. And then I just was like, what? And it walked right by me, right to the back. Cuban was in there. Lil Wayne was on stage. Cuban walked up on stage. Dirk was already gone. He yeah. was toe up, <laughs> already on stage. And I was just like, man, I missed it. I felt like I had missed something. You know what I mean? So I came back a week later with all the homies. And you already know how it went down. Yeah. So time out. You said in. you took you a time out. I had to go. You had to go. You had to go. Thank the good heavens for what you had. Real, is, real. Because being there in 05, 06 and being that close, and then five years later to get back and for it to all come, you know, because you have been praying on it yeah. so long when God come and, and y'all put his hand. Oh, man. Bless you. I didn't know what else to do. And he and every time I prayed, he was like, "It's gonna happen." He, he, I just kept hearing that voice. It's gonna happen. It's gonna mm -hmm. happen. That re that confirmation. 
Thank Just let right me go away. give thanks, man. Straight up. Wifey crazy. came with me. We came back, and then we we came to the club later. But I mean, epic night, I think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for them. From everything I saw. Yeah, yeah, everything Dirk, I saw. Uh, after y'all won the championship and so forth, phone when the when the final buzzer sound, Dirk ran. Took off. He got up out like, of there. Like was the moment. Never seen a big boy yeah, run like, that was fast. Was the moment like like he ran for it, like he got couldn't believe it. He like did he, he ever explain? He didn't want to cry like, in front of everybody. That's probably what it was. He didn't want to cry in front of everybody. That's what I thought it was. Got out of there quick. Dealt yeah. with his emotions. Then yeah, came and back. Then got himself together. Came back, and he still couldn't. You know, you could still see it. But it was like, man. But for me, in, in that moment, man, I, I'll never forget this. So my mother and father, you know, I grew up one of 10, mom raised a single parent. And in that moment on that stage, my mother and father hugged for the first time that I seen. Mm -hmm. That shit broke me down. Mm. Wow. On that stage, it, because of something they son did. Yeah. Like for me, that was so, so powerful. So you never seen them hug before Never that. seen it. So never seen that's it. That's amazing. That's crazy. They shared a moment. But yeah. it was because of something I did. So. Right, yeah. It brought family back. Yeah, man, brought the family. Get all that. I tell you, all that. I can remember. I tell you, shoot, I can remember y'all when I was I was hype. I was hype for all y'all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I know you, da, 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 but like I was super geek for tricks. Oh man! Because I felt like you know what I'm saying. Like I felt like he was he was he was finally yeah. gonna be seen. Yeah. Because like what he what he brought to the table kind of. You don't it see gets over. It gets no. overlooked, and it doesn't get mm -hmm. its proper just due it. and its credit. And like for real, like because I remember, like you think back to when I say when we played y'all in the playoffs. Yep. Dirk gained me. I can't remember which game it was. He had the fadeaway. It was well, like him and Nash it was in Phoenix. I think they both he went gained back me. Forty four. Yeah, and but like to watch tricks legit say it wasn't like he said it. It just he did it. I got him. Now, nobody don't have to help. Nobody mm -hmm. did that to Dirk mm -hmm. that whole time when he was in his prime. Nobody could guard Dirk Nowitzki one-on-one. No. -on -one. Like, no Tricks was a fucking nightmare to the point to where he was so good that they said, we need him here so that he can't do this against Let me us. Tell you something. Brandon Roy, right, and Aldridge. Then the next round, Kobe. Mm-hmm. Then he had Kevin Durant, and he was on Westbrook. Just look mm -hmm. at the different sizes Then he was sizes on D-Wade and LeBron, LeBron in that run. This one Tricks telling you, like, is guarding them. And this, you can't name like name somebody else who could do what you just said. Not a one. Like they could do. Like he just <laughs> said. He just said. He a KD, Dirk, guard, like, forward. Like come on, he man. Got one through five. Yeah, you gotta give him his credit. Yeah, he got Tricks, it. we give you your Lady. flowers, man. B. Lady. 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 Tricks Lady. forever. Lady. Other Trey one. He Tricks was drafted. Know. Look, Tricks got drafted nine. I was ten. His table right here. I'm right here at the draft. I'm looking at him. That's Phoenix. Good. I went to Arizona, so I'm thinking Phoenix. Hey, yeah. I'm on. Sean Marion with the ninth pick, Phoenix Suns. I'm like, ah, but it's my guy, so I'm happy for him. And then I went Straight 10. Up. So that's our story, me and Tricks. But we always been been tight. Another key uh, player I want you to talk about, too, mm -hmm. and I feel like you and him was key to y'all championship run and all y'all success, was J.J. Barrera. Yes, sir. Like how he stepped Puerto up. Puerto Rican AI. And, yeah, he stepped up in the, <laughs> in the playoffs and played. Because, you know, he didn't, he didn't get all the minutes during no. the season and all that stuff, but it was something about him in the matchups, all man. the yeah, playoffs, buddy. that that 15 points or 12 points he was bringing mm -hmm. was well needed. He was especially with the Lakers. Like they were so mad at him, Bynum tried to take his head off. Yeah, he was our he was our cur he was our southpaw. He was our curveball. I mean, yeah. because you know you think about a kid like him. First of all, when you see him, you know you looking like ah, right, he ain't finna do. He don't even like, look like he who. What he gonna do? <laughs> right. But for some reason, man, that little dude, man, tough as nails. He's one of the fiercest competitors I've ever played with. Great mm -hmm. teammate, good friend. 
And uh, he wanted to win, man. He, mm-hmm. He'll do anything to win. And I can remember when we first drafted him, he would have to follow Avery around with the clipboard because Avery used to just be disrespecting him like, man, mm-hmm. he ain't going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Man, we sent that boy to the G League. He spent one day in the G League. Came back the next day, he, had, he put up 55 in the G League. He never went to the G League ever again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, people think take the G League when you're a rookie and you get drafted. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, it's a demotion. I'm going to go yeah. down here. Mm-hmm. Man, that boy went down there and never went back. Mm-hmm. And they, it was funny. They came to practice one day. They put his little jersey in a frame. But, uh, man, we used to we used to do him bad, talk bad to him, call him a little midget, little mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. But when it was, the game was on the line, he delivered. Yeah, he definitely and, uh, did. He was, he was a great teammate, man. Fierce hooper. But shout like out I said, to JJ, man. Shout he, out. He did his shout thing, out. man. Shout out. Pride of Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, him and um, Arroyo. Carlos Arroyo. Oh, yes. Arroyo. Cookies. They yeah. got a little something to them on them, too. They got a little, they yeah. play with a certain type oh, nah, of little. Type of you know what I play with Los in, um, in Miami. Mm-hmm. Cookies Cookies definitely got the little feistiness yeah, to them. They, they got both, a they, with the, they with that. They with that. They with it. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to, like, not many people have done what you've done, one on all three levels, mm-hmm. like high school, college, and the NBA. How does it feel? Like, because you you the ultimate sure. champion. You the ultimate winner. And how does it feel to, like, Win that. I never won on well, I can go to college. He ain't but. winning high school, college, or the league. So hey, you know. Why you gotta say it like that though? You just say you never won. I just simplified <laughs> it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but how does it feel to like, you know, you're labeled a winner. Not only right. you labeled a winner, you labeled a champion. When they mention your name, it's it's world champion mm-hmm. Jason Terry. National like how does champion. that feel feel that? How is that to feel that? It's 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 something that I'm humbled about, but it's a part of my legacy, and it's something that I extremely work hard to accomplish and achieve. Like, when I set out to do something, I always play for the win. Like, whatever that means to you, but for me it meant being the last one standing, sacrificing, dedication to hard work, being a good person, being a great teammate, and then at the end of the day, winning it all. Like, every level I set out of success or every level of achievement that I wanted to achieve – I wanted to say that I was the best. And to do that, you have to be a champion. champion. You know what I mean? And I was able to do it. Now, can I say I've had some great coaches, great teammates all along the way? Yes. But did I play an integral part in all those championship teams? Hell yeah, I did. There's that's some guys that just was along for the ride. No, that's a you know, and they, and they were they were they were blessed and fortunate. But shit, man, I I got sweat equity in a lot of them. Yeah, hell yeah, man. And and man, I put everything I had into it. And I'm still doing it. Like, it's just something about it, man. Okay. I gotta give myself a little props. Like, the best championship that I've been a part of was the first year I retired and I coached the North Dallas Adventist Academy girls to a state championship. And it was the only time where I couldn't directly impact. Winning. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't be out there, like I couldn't shoot. <laughs> right. I had to pump some little girls up to like, come yeah. on, like y'all can do it. No, y'all, y'all champions. Yeah. Like we looking over there at that at them. Nah, they ain't better than y'all. Yeah. Like, dude, we got the team. Yeah. And man, they believed everything I was telling them. And sometimes it was smoke and mirrors I was selling them. Yeah. But they bought in, man, and they achieved. And to see their smiles and the tears and the parents, mm-hmm. like. They became champions. How, how did that feel for oh, you? Like man. you being that being your first time as a coach, like you man. say, not being able to be impactful on the court, but like man. you saw that you could do it that way. What did that, that was, do for that, you as a that coach? That was the ultimate reward as a competitor, as a as a champion, as a mentor, as a coach. Like to see them succeed and have that success. So 
I knew what it felt like as a player. But to watch them, I knew they had that same feeling now. To be able to give that to them or to help them, man, it's no greater feeling. Out of all the teammates you had when you played in the league, if you had to pick four other players out of all the teams you played with, all the teammates you played with, who was them four other players that you would make your starting five? Rock with me. Starting five with me, Dirk. Oh, man, Dirk is in there for sure. J-Kid, KG. Mm. Ooh, it's nasty already. Right, I'm good right that's, there. That's I don't need more. no you center. Got, you need one more. Who I want to rock with tricks. You, had, you, play with T, you play with James Harden, Dwight Howard. Yeah, Ooh, I got Giannis too. Shit. See, I got to put Giannis in there. Oh, look. look at my front line. Giannis, yeah, Giannis Dirk, is sober. KG. Ooh. I ain't, I, it's over. Ooh. It's I'm always going to be the sixth man off the bench. <laughs> Just bring K, me off the bench. Look, look that's J crazy. J-Kid. Oh, then I need a two guard. Damn, I didn't play with no good tools. I was always the two. You the two. Damn. You, J-Kid. You KG. Play with, you play with Harden? And I did play with James. That's crazy. I did play with James. So Damn, KG, two years Dirk, with James. Giannis, yeah. you and James, J-Kid. Yeah. James, I got to put James in there, man. Lineup, Tricks, I love you. You and me going to come off the bench. We're going to give them that energy they need. <laughs> when you see my front line, Tricks, you can't. I mean, yeah, that's what you want serious. me to do, That's man. MVP. That's all I got MVP. three MVPs, two MVP. defensive player of the years. Like, mm. we, they, man. That's we got a hell of a bitch, though, Tricks. We good, baby. That's a crazy starting lineup. Okay, UJ Kid, Giannis, KG, and Dirt. My front line is crazy. <laughs> I'm putting that front line up against anybody. <laughs> that's great. Yes, sir. Well, man, that, that's been real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We look, man. man my name, man. Like love. we said from the beginning, know, man. man. It's yeah. our bro, man. We got the love. jet in the building. We live on location. We came in here to Dallas D-Town. Man, we got some very, 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 very gracious sponsors. Yes, sir. And I know you like like ourselves, oh, man. man. You know, we from the hood. We got this good Hennessy oh, BSOT. But let me show, man, look, you see, let me show you how big time the boys and baby. Boy, man. Look, they got the, kid, the kids in the ride. Oh, okay. Man. I thought you was gonna show me the logo. They got the ooh, they got the knuckleheads. They got the kids on there, man. That's special for you, man. You know what I'm saying? VSOC never We can put that, you know, you we know you got big time, you know, memorabilia. You can put that up there next to one of your situations or something, man. Appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate the Jet, man. It's somebody we respect a great right deal, here. man. Our family, we we came Our in this brother, thing together. Man. We yeah. done did a lot of things together, man. We got much love and much success. Continue, bro. Keep putting it down yeah, for the bro. culture. All right, we want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com.